episode 388 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. We're going analog this week, folks. Uh, a little bit different for uh, audio, but it's going to be awesome because not only is my co-host Josh Langford here. Hello. But we finally, because I'm an idiot and I keep forgetting to set this up, we finally got our Extra Life winner on uh, Rick Arabian, who we actually got to meet in L.A. before E3 last year, or this last year. So how's it going, sir? Ah, so far, so good. Just getting started. Looking forward to it. <laughs> he says that now. <laughs> Just wait until he finds out we do 40 retakes of, of the reviews, and since they take a half an hour each, he's in for a uh, long ride. Well, I have an advantage of being on the West Coast, so I have more <laughs> hours in the day than you do. <laughs> and we had to start nice and late because Josh's kid apparently... Uh, just became Damien tonight or something? Yeah. He was a little upset for no reason. Hmm. We'll have to explore that. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, besides having Rick on the show, uh, we've got a couple of new releases. Uh, I interviewed, because Josh couldn't get home in time, <laughs> I interviewed uh, Chris Cobb from Ragtag Studio for uh, Raise the Dead. So we'll throw that in there. Some news items, what we're playing and watching, uh, Extra Life, Boom, got the page up today. Extra Life is officially rolling. Uh, Josh's review of NHL 15. So that'll, what, be 45 minutes probably? Uh -huh. This year, actually, yeah, it might be. Yeah, some of the stuff I was reading already and you were texting me, which never happens. Josh was yeah. like texting me like, ooh, uh, mm, huh, huh. all right. Uh, some PayPal's emails if we get to them and we'll get the hell out of here. So, Josh, new releases. Yes, for the PS4, there is a disc-based game coming out called Air Conflicts Vietnam for twenty nine ninety nine. That's going to be the game of the year. I can tell already. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm wondering if this was meant for the PS3, and they just said, ah, just upscale it in PS4. <laughs> <laughs> just hit that button over there, and make it work on PS4, and uh, uh, it'll be sad. Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, there were a series of Air Conflicts games on the PS3. I think there were a couple for the PS2 no. even. Uh, there might have been. I don't own any of them. I'm looking at my list right That's now. That's kind of telling right there if, yep. if Josh doesn't own them. Well, I own one for the PS3, Air Conflicts Secret Wars. That was one of the first uh, move ones, I think. Yeah. And actually, it, these games are on PC and they're... It, they're, they're good-looking games on the PC. That one had 3D as well. Hmm. Well, it's the first first PSN, PS4 game I've ever seen it come out at 30 bucks on a disc. Mm, you might be right. I think there's one other one, though. Well, there was uh, First Light, but that was not... That doesn't US. count. Um, well, it does, I guess, but... Well, it doesn't, because it was not U.S., and if it's not U.S., it doesn't count. You're contradicting our guest, Josh. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> no, it's contradicting me as your job. Merka. Merka. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Off of Air Conflicts Vietnam and onto the PS3. Two games. This will make some nerd head spin. Uh, and they're cheap. forty nine ninety nine each. Uh, Naruto Shippuden... Ultimate Ninja Storm Revolution Day One Edition. Nice exclamation point, <laughs> comma comma, <laughs> uh, and very fencer f. Yeah, and you know, I did, I was just looking. Uh, I sent an email to our writers back on September fifth, 
mm-hmm. three days ago, and nobody responded because we already got a review thing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell, man? What the hell? What the hell? So there goes the email to those guys. Anyway. Because <laughs> I wanted to see who was reviewing it. I was going, oh, so-and-so's reviewing it, but we can't do that because, because uh, nobody looks at their email anymore. No, they only, well, no. They only look at the email when you send it to them because they're like, maybe Josh will put my review up tonight. Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. You a Naruto fan there? Nope. No, I'm, that's not me. So I won't be buying any of these games this week. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Then you got more time to play Destiny. Uh, That's what everybody's doing, right? No, I'm not playing that. Uh, I just started on Dion. Oh, we'll save that for the next segment. But. Oh, there you go. Listen to him. I think he's done this before, Josh. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Fairy Fencer F, I have no idea who's going to review that. It's not going to be me, though. Not me. No. no. I would like to get it at some point, but yeah, it's not going to be me. No. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on to other things. Uh, so this game I got to see last year at E3 uh, in the indie game section, and I, I was just hooked immediately uh, simply because of the uh, visual style and everything else. So uh, I've been talking to Chris for quite a while in email. They used to be in Chicago, and actually they moved the studio down to Dallas uh, about a month ago because uh, I was going to drive out there and actually check it out and talk to him for a while. Well, I'm not driving to Dallas. So uh, instead, we got Chris on the show. Uh, like I said, Josh wasn't available, so I did the interview myself, but uh, that made it no less uh, boring or... No, I'm just kidding. Chris was great. Uh, so give this a listen, Chris from Ragtag Studios, about Raise the Dead. Well, Josh's kid is having a, a meltdown, apparently. So poor Chris from Ragtag Studios is here with us, and he's stuck with just me instead of uh, having Josh here as the voice of reason. So uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks very much. Looking forward to a bit of alone time with you. Aww. <laughs> we've never really been able... I mean, we've talked in email for a long time. Um, I think we might have met at E3 last year when you were showing the game, but it was probably pretty brief. Yeah, yeah. The busy times there, yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't at E3 this year, right? No, not this year. Okay. No. So I'm not yeah. crazy. No, no, we haven't. Uh, actually, E3 was our last... Well. With the exception, I, I went to Indie PopCon uh, a few months ago in Indianapolis. Okay. But other than that, yeah, we haven't been at any show since E3 last year. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, your game, Raise the Dead, uh, is something that when I saw it at E3 last year, you were down in kind of that indie cubbyhole with a bunch of the other indie titles. Right. And I mean, and, and I'm not just saying this, it, it just grabbed me right away uh, just from the visual style alone. Um, just really beautiful game and a very unique visual style. But beyond that, like, I guess tell everybody that hasn't seen anything about this game before, tell them what it's all about and, and uh, you know, what you're going for with the game. Okay, sure. So first of all, um, the title Raise the Dead, it's actually a really terrible pun. Um, <laughs> that, that Raise is spelled R-A-Y apostrophe S, which is uh, Ray is the name of our main character in the game. Right. Uh, and the game is actually, it's clearly everyone that looks at it, like it's it's a zombie game, but it's really a game focused on our main character Ray, um, and the reason I'm I'll, the reason I'm saying that will become clear in a minute. So um, <laughs> basically, so basically, yeah, the game starts. You, you, you're controlling Ray, a single character, and at the very beginning of the game, he uh, digs himself out of his grave. Okay, so right. he finds out that he's a zombie. Um, not only that, but he's got this 
large bulb, bulbous bulb sticking out of his head. <laughs> and <laughs> neither he nor the player have any idea what that is. And that's actually one of the big um, mysteries in the game that you uh, will find out over the course of the, you know, close to the end of the game. Okay. Um, but what you do find out is that this bulb gives Ray the ability to resurrect and control the dead. So, yeah, so in this game, you're you're kind of on the side of the bad guys. Uh, you, I, I mean, well, people typically think of zombies as bad guys. That's not... Well, of course. Yeah, sure, that may or may not be the case in this game. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, you're controlling a zombie who has the ability to co- uh, command other zombies and use them to do whatever it is you want to do. So, um, so, yeah, so anytime you... You kill somebody, um, or if you happen to come across a conveniently buried person, like in someone's backyard, which is totally normal behavior in this game. Well, of um, course, yeah, <laughs> you can you can resurrect the dead body and you know use it to to do your bidding. So nice, yeah. So um, yeah. So over the course of the game, you're 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 growing your your army bit by bit, person by person, and. Um, these the zombies. There's actually five different types of zombies, and they all have different abilities. Um, both they they have both a different combat ability and a different sort of environmental traversal ability. Right. So because the game is it's about fifty fifty combat and then puzzle solving. Okay. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of an easy way to to sum it up is is kind of like zombie Pikmin. Um, mm-hmm. That's it's that's a it's not certainly not entirely accurate, but for people that are familiar with Pikmin, that kind of gives them a, a quick idea uh, as far as what to expect. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that, that uh, came up recently, though, is that you guys put the game up on Kickstarter uh, to finish it and also just to be able to expand it. So uh, the first thing is you guys got funded really quickly for your initial goal. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, well, not surprisingly, it's, it's, but you, but you never know with Kickstarter, like if your game isn't known by a lot of people, it could be a, an amazing game and nobody funds it. And then there could be one that like some, you know, some big site posts about and all of a sudden, boom, everybody's on it. So I guess talk about the, the Kickstarter cause it is still going cause you're trying to hit some of your, some of your stretch goals now, but talk a little bit about that and, uh, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with, with the Kickstarter. Sure. So. Um, yeah, it was it was really awesome to you know jump out to a really quick uh, you know start like that. Uh, we we got funded in boy I should know, but maybe four or five days. I was I was so. thinking four, but yeah, I think you're right with four or five. Yeah, so that that was great. It was really good to um, to get that out of the way. Um, so yeah, I think part of that is because uh, we you know I don't know if you remember, but we were actually on stage at um, E3 in 2013. Um, Yeah, Sony was was good enough to uh, let us announce our game on stage at their E3 press conference, which was a completely amazing experience. (laughs) That had to be pretty trippy. Yeah, yeah, I still still can't. (laughs) Sometimes I wake up and think, did that really happen? That doesn't seem real. (laughs) But that was awesome. So I think that got us a good, um, you know, a bit of attention. Um, it, it's still a funny thing though, cause our game is so unusual that a lot of people kind of look at, they don't quite know what to think of it and, and rightfully so. So, <laughs> but that's a so, good thing. That's a really good thing. I, think. you know, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I think so too, but at the same time, it makes it a really tough sell. Sure. So, so the people that, 
you know, that uh, either, uh, that are either really open-minded or that we've gotten to show it to firsthand, they, they tend to get really excited about it. And I think those are a lot of the people that, that backed us right away. Um, but if you notice that the Kickstarter is actually like, aside from getting funded really quick, it's actually been, you know, we're right in the middle of that, the, the mid campaign lull and it's been, yep. yeah, pr- particularly slow. And I think it's just a combination of, you know, our, our game being really unusual. And then, you know, there's the, obviously the, the whole kind of zombie fatigue thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a, a mix of both of those things, but, um, you know, <laughs> despite that, we're, we're still really happy with how the Kickstarter is going. Uh, um, you know, hopefully we'll get the the typical boost at the end, and we'll have enough money to finish the game and actually do some sort of extra things with it that we're hoping to do. Well, for anybody that listens to the podcast, I am not a zombie guy at all. Like, usually yeah. if I see a zombie in a game, I'm just it's like a light switch. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but fortunately, I mean, just like you said, I got to see this at E3, and I actually got to play it a little bit, and I literally just fell in love with with what you guys were doing with it. And uh, this is actually only the fourth Kickstarter, or no, this is the third Kickstarter I've ever backed. Third or fourth? Let's see, Sports Friends. Fourth. So this is the fourth Kickstarter I've ever ever backed. Thank you. That's that's really awesome to hear. That means a lot. Yeah. So it's yeah. It, it, and and people, I mean, uh, in in the show notes, I'm going to have the link for the Kickstarter in there, and and go check out the video. They they do a really good job of explaining things in the video, and you can see what I'm talking about the visuals. I mean, it, it's just it's really beautiful, and that. It, the one thing that I just love, kind of what you do with the bloom effect on the on the light bulb and and the art style in general, I think is just really good because uh, you're showing a lot of emotions on these faces at the same time. And, and I don't know, it's it's hard to describe. It's almost like papercraft to a certain extent, but a lot more detailed than what you would expect. Yeah, that was um, so. So Matt is our you know uh, main our lead artist, uh, art director guy, and that was one thing that was really important to him was to have a lot of flexibility to show a lot of emotion in the characters' faces. And he wanted to, he's actually traditionally a a 3D character modeler, but he wanted to, you know, now that we're doing our own thing, we can kind of do what we want. And he wanted to challenge himself and go for, go for 2D characters. So they're, they're technically still 3D models, but they're just, they're flat sprites. All the characters are. Yeah. So that gave him the freedom to just, you know, paint, paint whatever he wanted into the characters. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's come across really well. Um, he also like the, the style he chose was, you know, they, they're obviously very exaggerated proportions. Like their heads are much bigger than right, their right. bodies. And that was also to sort of, you know, give them the freedom to show a lot of emotion. Um, and, and there's a good reason we want to show emotion in this game. A lot of people might be thinking, well, why do you need to show emotion? And, uh, in a zombie game. Um, <laughs> but the, the reason for that is, well, kind of like I mentioned earlier, this, uh, it's, it's similar to, you know, walking dead and, uh, games that there are zombies present, right. but that's not really the focus of the game. And that, and that might sound weird when I, cause I just told you that you are a zombie and you control zombies and also it's, it's probably a bigger part of our game than is the walking dead, but there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a major aspect of the game that I haven't mentioned yet, where about about half the time you're going to spend playing these playable flashbacks, where you're playing as Ray as a human before before he was killed and before he was turned into a zombie. Nice. Yeah. So, and those are really cool because the story is is a super important part of this game, 
And the flashbacks are a really great mechanic for for telling that story because you know Ray's he's doing his zombie thing in the present, and he'll encounter something that you know that triggers triggers a memory. You know, okay. and then so then we actually go back to that memory and let let the player play through that memory. So you're you're spending time learning about Ray, uh, everything that happened to him when he was a human. You you're meeting um, different characters and so uh, friends of Ray that will also be present in the in the present, right? In his zombie story. So and it, it so it's really cool because it you're going to see everything that happened, all the significant events that happened up until the point that he, that he dies. Um, and then at that point you, everything that he's remembering from his past is also what's motivating him in the present. So so he's definitely, you know, a little more with it than your typical zombie. He becomes uh, a bit more aware over the course of the game. See, now, and that kind of brings us into, uh, another kind of new thing for you guys. And that is that you brought on a new writer to like help flesh out the story. So, um, I guess, where were your plans originally? Did you just kind of plan on having something kind of thin uh, and then decide, you know, we should flesh the story out? Huh? Flesh, see? Yeah, um, nice. Flesh the story out and, and, you know, you wanted to bring a writer on? Or was it always in the plan to try to get a writer to come on and, and work on this game full time? Um, so actually the original plan was somewhere in between. Uh, we, we always knew we, we always had an idea for a story and we always wanted a story to be a really important part of the game. And a lot of it we d- developed ourselves, you know, over the the first year and a half that we were working on the game. Um, but at a certain point, we realized, uh, you know, there's only three of us working on this game. Well, three of us that are the core part of the team, right? Right, right. Um, and at a certain point, we just realized that because the story is so important to us, it's worth it to have someone who can fully dedicate themselves to it. Um even if it isn't one of us, we, you know, we want it to be someone who, who cares about it and can just fully, um, you know, devote themselves to it. And also, you know, we had been messing with it for so long that we, we needed someone to come in and sort of poke, poke holes in it and just remind <laughs> us, you know, where, uh, wh- what dots we had connected and that kind of thing. Sure. So, so yeah, so we ended up hiring, uh, Anna Schumann and, uh, yeah, she's she really like we put her through we put a bunch of people through a really kind of ridiculously rigorous test and um yeah, she just she knocked it out of the park. She really she got what we were going for, um particularly her dialogue. She just she really made us laugh. Uh nice. yeah, I mean that, and that's not easy to do, I don't think. No, not at um, all. Yeah, so that and that's a, you know, laughter and and humor and, and emotion is all like a really important part of this game. So um yeah, I think she's going to do a great job with that. Awesome. So, yeah. I, I guess, what were your influences on this game, like making it? Uh, I, I can see. I mean, you can see the visuals and almost think like maybe even a little bit of Paper Mario's in there. But uh, just overall, the idea and and what you're doing with the story. You know, where did you where did you get your inspiration? So, it came from a number of different places. Um, I, I think probably the most notable one is I. So, I, I, you know, Matt and I and Sean, all three of us, have been making games for a long time. Okay. Uh, working at, you know, bigger studios for about 15 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the last uh, studio I worked at before quitting to start Ragtag Studio was uh, called Wide Load Disney. Um, hmm. And while I was there, we made a game called Stubbs the Zombie. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, so, you know, it, it wasn't 
a huge hit by any means, um, but it had a, a pretty strong kind of cult following. Um, the people that liked it really like it, and even to this day are are still asking for a sequel. So, um, I love th- the actually that's that's a game that a lot of us would kind of uh, pop up on our computers at our LAN parties. Uh, and these are all like diehard Battlefield guys and everything, and and we'd throw Stubbs Stubbs a zombie on and play it for a little while. Or really interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah it was it was really odd. Like uh, the first time I ever saw it was somebody playing it, and I went and picked it up that that weekend. Huh. That's yeah. that's awesome to hear. Yeah, huh. that's a new one. I've not heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that game. I mean, people that are familiar with that game see the premise of ours and immediately think of it. Um, okay. You know, very few of them. I see a lot of comments on the internet like this game ripped off Subs a Zombie and I, you know that <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I, I I guess that's fair but it, you know um I guess having worked on that I, I feel uh, I felt a bit at liberty to you know sort of try to make, make my own spin on it I guess so that's kind of sure. what we're doing um so that was, that was a big influence. Uh, we, we definitely think that anyone that liked Stubbs will well I mean our game is a lot different than Stubbs but I think kind of the core the core idea is still is still there. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, well, obviously the fact that you are a zombie is, is kind of the main thing, but it also had a really good sense of humor and a really strong sense of time and place to it. Yeah. That we're also trying to trying to achieve with our game, so. Well, it also, I mean, I always kind of took Stubbs as Stubbs trying to almost not show that he's a zombie. You know, he would have the hat on or whatever, and... <laughs> it, that always seemed like kind of something that was in the background with that one, and I just haven't played it for so long. But um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of cool what you guys are doing with this one too, and and you know you, you kind of talk a little bit about it every now and then when you put the updates out for uh, the Kickstarter, and when you when you first started talking about the fact that you know were, these flashbacks were going to happen and everything else, I got I got even more excited. I'm like, oh, so this is really cool because uh, it, it did. I didn't know how fleshed out the uh, the story was going to be. And seeing that you guys were going to do that, I, I got really, really interested in it even more than I was before. So it, it's good to hear that. Uh, and, and like I said, Stubbs, I played it, and I always enjoyed that game. So that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, we've definitely, you know, we've been working on this for going on two and a half years now. Wow. And um, yeah, it, the more people we talk to about it, the more we have come to understand that, yeah, the whole the, the whole flashback mechanic is, is actually... Is, is what really gets people interested in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, that plus the, the whole, you know, the whole combat that I described earlier with zombies is all also going to be really cool. So I'm hoping that the two working in tandem is going to be really nice. Um, I mean, it, it has been so far. And, uh, you know, it's also, well, there's a lot of it, a lot about the game that we're not talking about yet. Sure. Um, there's there's quite a bit to it. It's really kind of ridiculously ambitious, especially for for just three people working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's tough because I, especially now when you've got a Kickstarter and you're trying to, you know, wow everybody and sell the game, um, yeah, it's really yeah. hard to hold back and not just tell them everything that is going to make the game awesome. But um, it's it's really important to me that that those that do. Uh, you know, pick the game up and play it are are really kind of surprised at what at what they see when they when they play it for the first time, rather than knowing everything about it. You know, cool. Yeah. So, uh, what did the Kickstarter 
accomplished for you guys, and I guess what what are the stretch goals that uh, you're you're trying to attain? Yeah, so um, so a lot of people ask us why our goal is so low, and uh, you know I think that's a really valid question. Um, it, first thing I want to say is that our we, you know we our goal was thirty thousand. Yeah, and a lot of people can look at that and think, oh well, that that this must be you know an iPhone game, you know, something, <laughs> something like that. Like you can't make any kind of good big game for that kind of money. And they're absolutely right. Um, you can't, but, uh, you know, prior to leaving our jobs and, and starting ragtag, we all, all three of us had been planning this for a long time. Sure. Um, we built up our savings and we've all been very fortunate that our wives have been, uh, really supportive of us and, actually sort of you know being the breadwinners um the oh, whole time bastard we, yeah <laughs> so it's you know it's rough I, I it's it's wonderful and it's you know it's extremely difficult all at the same time you know right. it's not we're all you know we're all we really love our wives and it's it's hard to not you know provide for our families but matt and sean have both had kids since we started working on this game so <laughs> yeah so <laughs> So anyway, um, my, my point is, my long-winded point is, we, we got ourselves into a position where we can work on this game for a good amount of time without needing any to be paid. Right. Right, so we're not paying ourselves. And even with this Kickstarter, we're not looking to get money to pay ourselves. Um, that said, there are things that are outside the scope of what the three of us can do. And those are people that we do need to pay to work on the game with us. And... Uh, we, you know, kind of prefer not to have to dig even deeper into our savings accounts to, right. to pay people to pay for the game. So, you know, considering, you know, a lot of people do use Kickstarter to pay themselves, uh, right. you know, I don't, I feel like what we're asking for is, is very reasonable. And, uh, you know, I, I think the people that have taken the time to read what we're asking for have, have agreed with that. So anyway, um, so most, for the most part, the base goal money is going toward uh, paying our sound guys. Um, we have we have three sound guys right now. One is uh, Ben Crossbones, and he's doing our sound design, which is primarily sound effects and sure. uh, Im- actually implementing the music that we get. And he's doing a hell of a job. Um, and then we also have two uh, musicians. Um, we've got uh, Jake Kaufman, who's uh, uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's he did the Shovel Knight soundtrack. Yeah, that that's where I know that name from. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of stuff. He he works for Way Forward, and so he's done most of the games that have come out of there. Um, we we actually got turned on to him when we heard the Double Dragon Neon soundtrack, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's an '80s soundtrack, and our yeah. game takes place in the '80s. So I I sent it to Matt one day, and he was like. <laughs> We we have to get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately, we did. We got him. <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah, and then uh, Luke Luke Rowell, Rowell. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name. R O W E L L. He goes by the moniker of Disaster Radio, and he lives in New Zealand, I believe. Okay. Um, and yeah, so he's going to do some tracks for us too. Um, so yeah, so the the bulk of the money is going toward paying them and also paying uh, Anna to do the writing for us. Um, and there's also some miscellaneous costs involving, you know, Unity Engine licenses and, right. you know, various softwares and stuff that we need. So, yeah, it's probably a lot more information than, than you were wanting. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> and, and a huge uh, blowout party every Friday. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, on you know beer keg flowing all the time. And then buying yeah. a new console every week for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Private Chef. Yeah, all, all that of course. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. That's what we're. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, so um, anyway, yeah. So beyond that, um, you know, we, we are trying to to continue to raise money because the the most important thing for us is that we. It, you know, at sixty thousand, we have a stretch goal that says we we can hire uh, a fourth, you know, person to help us out. Right. Um, yeah, and that's that's really our main motivation. You know, we've got some other stretch goals kind of surrounding that, but they all are kind of things that are you know <laughs> trying to just help help convince people to help us get to that sixty thousand mark. Um, because having another a fourth person help us for the remainder of the project will. Uh, I can't even tell you how how much that'll help. <laughs> uh, speed things up a little bit, at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because a lot of a lot of campaigns have promised stretch goals that add a lot of time onto the project, and we that's something we specifically didn't want to do. Yeah, um, we actually want our stretch goals to do the opposite. We actually want our stretch goals to help speed us up. So we do have some some things on there that, you know, do add some work to the game, but you kind of can't avoid that. I mean, you have to have a bit of that. Right. Right. Um, but the, the, the main, the main goal is to raise extra money so we can, you know, get, get some additional help and finish the game, um, faster. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, but the, I, I suppose the thing you, you actually want to hear about is the, um, the Vita stretch goal. Yeah. So that's one of the yeah. first ones you guys hit. Uh, so you're bringing this to Vita and it's going to be cross by, correct? Yeah, so actually the Vita was was never actually a stretch goal. That was just a um okay. an announcement we made. Uh we we had we had decided ahead of time that we were going to do the Vita version and we just wanted that to be kind of a uh sort of a press grabbing, press attention grabbing thing sure. um, in the middle of the campaign and uh Sony was totally on board with it. They let us do a, you know, PlayStation blog post and all that. So, um we, we thought it would be really cool for the people that had already backed the project to wake up and find out that if they were getting the PS4 version, then guess what? You're, you don't have to do anything and you're automatically getting the Vita version as well. So, That's really cool. Yeah. 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 We were excited about that. That usually goes over really big too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, you know, I have all the Sony systems. I'm a big fan and I definitely like it when I'm able to play, you know, the game on, on both systems. So become a really attractive selling point. Almost to the point where it's, I think it's not too far away from becoming mandatory. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I mean, you see a lot of games, especially that are Unity based, especially because uh, from the developers we've talked to, it, it's made that process a lot easier, at least. Um, you know, bringing it from PS4 down to PS3 and or Vita um, with the Unity engine seems like you know something that you can do pretty easily. So. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yep. That's what we're using, and that's that's the hope with us too. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So, what what are some of the other stretch goals that you're trying to attain? Uh, you've got 13 days left in the Kickstarter right now, uh, as as of when we record tonight. Uh, right. What are you trying to attain that you think is possible? Um, so, at we're a little short of forty thousand right now. Right. Um, the I, I, I suppose the next sort of really significant um, stretch goal that we have on there. We do have some smaller ones, but the most important one is the at 55,000, we have uh, an enhanced Vita version listed. Um, so and what that is, is 
So right now, what we're we're committed to is basically just a straight port of the game okay. from PS4 to Vita, um, with with no real um, additional features or anything that's you know taking advantage of what the Vita has to offer. Um, so if we can hit the stretch goal, uh, and and like I mentioned before, in reality, and get another person to help us, which is kind of wrapped up into the same thing, right? Um, we there, there's just a number of features that we want to add to the Vita version. Some of which are are just real standard things like you know cross save, um, but then we have some uh, some plans for uh, we we have a bunch of ideas for things we can do with the touchscreen, both front and back. Um, nice. Yeah, and also we really want to support the PlayStation TV. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of surprised by that, but because it didn't do so well in Japan, I know, and who knows how it's going to do here. Um, <laughs> well, I have but, one from Japan, so. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's, that's cool. I haven't actually gotten to play with one yet, but, um, but you know, it, it's it's not a tremendous amount of effort to support it from what I understand, and, you know, we just, we really like the idea of, making this version as, as full-featured as we can on whatever platform people choose to play it on, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basically what that stretch goal is, is just allowing us to spend some some resources to really take advantage of what the, cool. the unique things that the Vita has to offer. So, Well, the thing is, getting it to work for PlayStation TV is you don't want to develop it specifically for touch controls. Exactly. So, so what we would do then is basically... Uh, if we do add some touch controls, we would also have, you know, the option to play the game without. Right, right. Or right, you could use so. the. Uh, I don't know if you can convert it over to the touchpad on the P- on the DualShock Four or not, because the DualShock Four works with with the system now. But I don't know if you can use it in, in the Vita TV or the PlayStation TV. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Yeah, but it, like you said, though, it'd have to be a version that pretty much focuses on you know the buttons and the. And the the sticks and all that, right? Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I really want that system to do well, and and what sucks is they've got it region locked. So I got this thing over here, and I have a Japanese account. Was that right? Nothing works on it basically because uh, even game cards from from uh, the U.S. won't work on it very well, and the game cards I have all have too many touch controls, so they won't work on the on the. It's called the Vita TV from Japan, but right. Yeah, so I, I have like a PSP game on my on my uh, PSN account in Japan that works. And a couple of demos, and <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it region locked in the same way that the Vita itself is? No, it's way more region locked than the Vita is. The uh, Vita actually isn't, because um, I have a Japanese Vita, and I've got my Japanese account, and it works great. Yeah, but don't you have to? There, there's some weirdness, like you have to switch out the memory card or something like no, that. No, well, uh, the memory card you have in the Vita is is assigned to your account, so. If you want, if you have one Vita and you want a Japanese account and then a U.S. account, you just have to have a memory card for each one. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it works fine because actually, I bought a, a Vita from Japan because they came out so so much earlier than it did in the U.S. So I, I bought right. one right away from Japan and used it for months, and I still have it. it it's it's uh, got my Japanese account on it right now. I've got a bunch of PC Engine games on it and a bunch of uh, you know Japanese Vita games like Uncharted, that sort of thing. Right. And it works fine. Yeah, you can even. You can even set it to English, just like the Vita TV. You can set it over to English, and most of the stuff is in English. It's oh. just uh, because it's Japanese, it swaps the the cross and the circle buttons. Oh right, right, like right. Usual. Yeah, but yeah. it's a great little device, and it's really small. It's about the size of a pack of cigarettes, basically, and and uh, 
it gets people into the PlayStation universe for a hundred bucks. I mean, you know, you, you can you can use remote remote play on it. You can use uh, it's going to have a PlayStation Now client. It, there's so much potential with that thing. It's just they have to get enough games that are that are compatible with it. So, you know, you get your game compatible with it right away. It's going to make it even that much more valuable, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, I can tell you that. I don't. It's hard to say exactly how much um, you know emphasis Sony is going to put on the the PlayStation TV, but yeah. I will say that um, it's at least come up in conversations. Oh, that's good. That that's we've good. had with them, like they they uh, would like us to support it. So nice. they're at least they're at least you know talking to their developers about it. So that's really good to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and I, actually, that's part. You know, that's a big part of why we wanted to support it. You know, yeah. um, so. Cool. Um, yeah. So when are you when are you kind of shooting for uh, for release? Sometime next year, I believe, right? Yeah, um, we have May listed on uh, the Kickstarter, and uh, that we hope to shoot to ship around then. Okay. <laughs> um, it, you know, we are still a, a bit far away from you know being able to nail down an exact date. Sure, but. With our best guess estimates, which is the best thing we can do right now, that that sounds like uh, the most likely time frame. Okay. So, yeah, we we have a pretty strict schedule that takes us from the end of the Kickstarter through the end of the year. That gets us to uh, an alpha esque state, and then um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, started started next year. Um, things continue to go well and. Nice. Yeah, we'll start uh, getting back into the circuit of attending some of the trade shows. We've been, I mentioned earlier, we, we hadn't been to any since E3 last year. Right. Um, it's just because they're so, they're well, they're expensive for one thing, and they're yeah, they very time-consuming for a small team. Um, so... Well, what I've also to... seen is that I mean, you know, you don't want to go too many of these anyway, especially I think in in the spot that you guys are in in development because you're kind of in that in that section where you're just busting your butts just to get something that I mean, what you've shown looked really good, but obviously it's a very small slice of the entire game, and and right. to get that, at least in my experience, to get that to where you know you can go almost from beginning to end, or even have like a half of it done. You've got that big mound you have to get over in the middle, and that's probably right where you guys are at right now. And a lot of times when I see games like that, they're not ready to show up because you know, it's not that little slice slice that's been optimized to a certain extent that you can show it. You right. know, yeah. So it makes sense, and and I, I think with your release schedule anywhere or with your expected release, I think you're going to be fine anyway because there's a ton of events before that. Right. No, for sure. It's just tough when, <laughs> you know, we have we have no budget, especially for yeah. advertising and whatnot. So it's tough when when Sony says, "Hey, you guys want to show your game at our event." It's really really hard to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we have done that a few times just Ooh. because yeah it it it's such a it just yeah. <laughs> well, it is, you don't want to show something that looks like crap then because then people walk out and they're like, "No, nah, that looks terrible. I'm going to write about it on my blog." <laughs> right. No, for sure. Yeah. No, we we wouldn't do that. Um, it's just it, it feels like it feels like oh man, we really have to take advantage of all these opportunities. But that that's that was our mental state at the beginning of this project. But since then, we realized you know what, we got a ways to go. Let's take it easy. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's not let's show again when we're 100 percent ready and closer to release. So yeah, because yep. in the end, that's what people want to know. It's like okay, your game looks cool. When's it coming out? 
oh, you know, eh, sometime a couple years from done. now. Okay, yeah. So then they're just not interested anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll resurface again when we're probably around the time that we actually have a release date to announce. So, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I implore everyone, seriously, go out and check out the Kickstarter. Uh, throw some money at it. I, I really do think it's a worthy game to, to throw some money at. Uh, you guys have got some pretty cool goals, and even like the levels you've got, uh, you get quite a bit out of it. So uh, I, I threw I threw a decent amount of money at it, and I don't even have a job. Like Every time I back a Kickstarter is <laughs> when I don't have a job officially. So, uh, and you're making uh, me feel bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it, you know, I, I backed Sports Friends when I didn't have a job, and I was really happy with that outcome. And uh, backed uh, H-Hour, which is the SOCOM kind of spiritual successor. So they're games that I care about. Well, thanks, man. That really means a lot to us. Yeah. So hit, hit up the, the show notes, folks. Uh, get over to the Kickstarter. Just go to Kickstarter and, and do a search for Raise the Dead. Again, that's R-A-Y apostrophe S. And uh, check it out. They've got a lot of great content on the Kickstarter page itself, too, uh, showing the, you know, the art style and, and the combat style, that sort of thing. And a whole bunch of other info. So you, you guys actually did a really good job on your Kickstarter state page, by the way. Well, thank you, thank you. It's 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 a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's such a yeah resource drain. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's but yeah, it's 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 great when people come by and get excited and yeah. Thank thank you for saying so. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, uh, check it out, uh, sir. Thanks for uh, for stopping by. And you know, when you get closer to when you want to start talking about things, let me know, and and we'll get you back on the podcast, and uh, we'll we'll pimp it out some more. Awesome, absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, well, folks, get out there, check it out. Like I said, it's uh, Raise the Dead R A Y apostrophe S, and uh, help these guys out. Thank you very much. So seriously, get to the Kickstarter page. Check it out. Back this game. Like I said, it's I think it's like the third or fourth Kickstarter I've ever backed. And yet again, I backed one when I don't have a job. So <laughs> it's that good, I'm telling you, folks. It's it's really cool. Uh, but anyway, on to the news. This first one I think I'll take because Josh probably doesn't know the whole story behind this. No. Yeah, so uh, we got a new trailer for NBA Live 15, I think a couple days ago. And it looks better than last year's, but unfortunately, I, I really don't. And, I, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people are saying that it really just doesn't look as good as 2K again. Uh, and I have a feeling that EA felt the same way because the uh, release date was supposed to be in October. Well, the release date disappeared from the website today. Mm. <laughs> so now we don't know what's going on with NBA Live 15. If they're going to move it back, if they're going to not release it, nobody knows. But uh, somebody noticed today, this afternoon, actually, that the release date disappeared. I, I do not get that at all. How did they... I don't know. How did that whole franchise just completely fall apart and fall into such utter disarray? I don't know. I, you know, it's and that's staggering. the same thing. I was on uh, on chat today with a, with a couple of people who we were playing a game, and we were t- saying the same thing, like... How did this happen? The NBA Live series was so good for so long and so dominant for so long. Yeah. And yeah, 2K got popular, but just all of a sudden, like one year, oh, it's absolute shit. You know what? See, I wonder if the exclusivity thing hadn't come along with football, if 2K uh, football could have overtaken Madden. Oh, I definitely think it could. Because yeah, remember I- that? 
I love 2K football. It was awesome. It was, yeah, it was great. They did some in, in, innovative stuff, but it worked. It wasn't yeah. just innovative. Well, like that last year they had it. Um, they dropped the price to twenty nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety. Yeah, it was twenty bucks. Yeah, it was twenty bucks at at launch. Yeah, and it sold like mad, and it was a much better game than Madden that year. Yeah, but I don't think. And it, the next year they they got the exclusivity. I th- but so, wasn't that last one? Wasn't it missing one of the licenses or something? I don't think. Yeah, it was. was there it? was an All Pro two thousand eight football that came out that didn't have any licensing on it, and that, nobody yeah. bought it. That was two K eight, yeah. That was that was a different one. Um, but the last the last one on the PS two, yeah, yeah. Um, the one with Terrell Owens on the cover. That's one of the few PS two games I have. Um, I also have it on Xbox, the original, not the one. <laughs> Wait, it's such a good game. First one and not the one. Wait, I'm confused, Rick. <laughs> Silly Microsoft and their names. <laughs> Yeah, I'm never going to get past that. That was wow! Holy crap! That was 2K3. Yeah, that sounds about right. Swan. Well, it's funny because yeah, because on Dreamcast it went to 2K2, I believe. And I was talking about that a a few months ago. Like I was playing 2K2 on the Dreamcast not too long ago, and it still really holds up. Yeah, it's a fantastic game, and they started doing that. when they took it to PS2 and Xbox, they started doing that thing where you had the view from within, within the mask, like within the helmet yeah. or whatever, and yeah. it worked. It freaking worked. And they also, the, the really cool thing with the PS2 one was if you had the hard drive yeah. in the PS2, yeah. it would save... The replays. Yeah, it would save replays of like the big moments of the game, and then it would do a halftime report and play back all those replays in a big halftime report. For yep, it. it was awesome. Yeah, it, at the time, they they were doing such a great thing with with those games at the time, and then Madden just fucked everything. Yeah, That's as the it thing. does. If, if they could have held on, because it, they made huge inroads with that twenty dollar price tag. Plus, it was a better game. Uh, they come back the next year and do it at regular price, and they probably would have been even or better with Madden in sales, and they could have just taken off from there and yep. dominated Madden for years. But I think EA knew that, and that's probably why they paid so much money to get the ex- exclusivity. Could you imagine? Bastards. Yeah, I would have been a lot happier having, number one, just having competition for Madden. Because I, I I always believe the competition helps drive in, you know innovation and just quality, uh, but the two K series was it was it was a lot better than Madden for for the time that it was around it was it was really good. Yeah, and then and then the on the flip side of that is like the NHL two K series, which yeah. for years on the PS two they went like full simulation. They were doing everything they could to make it as realistic as possible. And the NHL series, the EA NHL series, was going very arcade-like. Yeah. Um, and Because you can make somebody's head bleed. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we hit the PS3. They had uh, NHL 2K7? It was at launch. Mm. Yeah. It was... Hang on, I'm scrolling to it. That, that's well, one actually, thing I'll never be able to speak to. It was 2K7 at launch, but they went all the way to 2K10 and then just kind of dropped everything completely. Yep. They just bailed because NHL started coming back towards Sim and started getting much, much better. And the 2K series just just bailed. 
It, that yeah. was so strange. I the think 2K they series. Oh, the go 2K ahead. Series, oh, sorry. The 2K series made me buy a Dreamcast. Um, wow. Basic for for the basketball, the hockey, and the and the football and. I, I bought 2K11 on PS3, and it's like, this is the same game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Except it's yeah. got Michael Jordan on the cover. <laughs> oh, my God. They must have paid a fortune for that license. That's why they didn't do, any, do them anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've never been that big of a basketball guy. I, I got as far as playing like in the zone from Konami on the PS1, and... You know NBA Jam that sort of thing, but um, I just kind of fell out of out of grace with playing NBA games because I fell out of grace with the NBA itself. Um, and I, you know, we Josh and I both bought that Stanley Cup hockey uh, for SNES. I mean, I enjoyed playing hockey games. I of course had to turn off a lot of the rules because I didn't understand them, but <laughs> I would almost play hockey over NBA for a long time. Well, the NBA, I was on the Genesis. I was really into the NBA Live series. I loved it. Well, it was huge back then. I mean, there was nothing that really rivaled the, that series back then. Yeah, it was cool. The I, it's so weird, but the the one that I really, really loved for a long time, and I hated when they went to the isometric view. They had like a side view. Yeah, and it actually played so well. I loved that version of it, uh, even though the the, uh, the Sixers were. And horrible in that. Um, so it was very realistic. Yeah, just like they always are. Just like point. the Bucks were probably terrible too. But uh, they—I oh, can't remember the, that guy's name. Maybe it was Bradley or uh, the tall redhead idiot that they were like, "Yeah, let's take him with the number one pick." And the entire league was like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> but he shoots threes. Yeah, no, he didn't even do that. It was terrible. Um. But he was on that team. I remember that. But the the side view one, I can't remember which one it was. That was by far one of my favorites. And then when they went to the isometric, I I hated it at first, but yeah. I kind of got into it, and they actually got pretty good. Um, but I would always go back to that side view version because uh, something about it just played really well, and I I really liked it. So I never understood why they would do isometric games back in the days of the gamepad, where you only had a D pad. It, yeah. it it was just it was stupid back then. I mean, when you get analog sticks, it's a lot easier. But like you know the the what was it the the super super SNES play football? I can't remember the name of it. But the Nintendo football game was isometric, and it, it was awful because you couldn't control the damn thing. You would get confused all the time. Even Zaxxon, come on. Oh, Zaxxon! I know I love oh, Zaxxon. I love Zaxxon. <laughs> that game is so good. <laughs> But no, I, I uh, oh. yeah, I mean, I I brought my Dreamcast with me to the apartment here, and uh, I only brought two games with me: baseball and, fo- and football, because I just love those games in the Dreamcast. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened to Live though, man. Like, they stopped making them for a year or two, and then the last one came out, and I mean, it wasn't like I said, if Two K didn't exist, it wouldn't have been bad. It would have been awesome, but it wouldn't have been bad. But no, the I last still live game. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say the last live game I played was Live 07. So I, um, I got that on the 360 because I wanted to get the achievement before the servers oh. went dark. <laughs> sorry, Chivo uh, Horror. I'm I've outgrown it, but back then it was like I gotta have them all. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get them all. Gotta get them all. Where's Pikachu? 
<laughs> exactly. God. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, you know if it was just an accident. Yeah, right. Uh, that the, that the release date disappeared from the website, but we'll have to keep an eye on that one and see what's going on. Uh, it's it's just kind of funny that they put the trailer out and then the release date disappears. So I don't know if the reaction to the trailer was that bad or, I mean, I really didn't see too many comments on it, even on Facebook and on, on our site or anything else. But, uh, yeah, it just seems like really weird timing that that would happen. It's like NBA elite all over again. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling that, that the reaction somewhere was really bad. Maybe that they were, they were set to bring it out and they put the, trailer out and then there was some reaction somewhere and they said oh all right you know what yeah we gotta pull this now done let's see i'm gonna look at the so on youtube it got three hundred and sixty-one thousand views which doesn't seem like a lot that's uh, not bad that's hmm. not too bad but for a basketball game coming to ps4 and xbox one well, but maybe the expectations are so low that nobody really... I mean, that, that's the other thing, is that the NBA 2K series has become such... 14 million views, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's become <laughs> such a juggernaut that you're going to have to do something really major to even get people to notice another game at this point, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. here, here's a comment on the video. NBA Live, and it's all in caps, of course. Should I yell it? NBA Live 15 delayed! Uh, well, what do you know... LMAO, ha, 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 I, this guy came in type, I guess we'll, we will wait for a cancellation, C-A-N-C-E-L-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah. So I, maybe it is just the backlash from YouTube or something. That guy. It's that guy. Yeah. He killed it. It's that one. Tony Sniff is the one that killed the game. Uh, but the funny thing is, no, there's some. There's actually a lot of positive comments on here. Uh, this looks way better than last year's version. Might have to get this and 2K both. 2K wins, but EA let 2K buy the license to your net. I guess their net looks a lot better than 2K's. Ooh. <laughs> our, our specific net physics. Unrivaled in the industry. Uh, yeah, one, the rim and the net look so much better than the 2K rim and net. Are you serious? Well, wow, really? Just obsessing over that net, that's crazy. You know what? I've seen the comments that, that the MLB series gets. This doesn't surprise me. Oh. Yeah. Just, this doesn't surprise me. Uh, I keep wishing that the uh, the Sony guys who make MLB would make football. That would make me happy. Um, I've asked some key people about that, and the res- I basically said, so what do you think about like bringing back game day? And the response was essentially... Fuck no, the NFL is 10 times worse to deal with than MLB, and they're bad. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but uh, you get the gist. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I know what it's like to deal with the NFL, so <laughs> that's, all I have, that's all I can say about that. Speaking of the NFL, didn't you tell me that uh, – weren't you complaining that the Lions were way too overpowered in Madden? I still think they are. Lions that are up twenty-seven to seven on the Giants. Well, it is the Giants, I mean, but they're, they're up twenty-seven. The I mean, let, let's just be happy that uh, somebody with mental challenges like Eli Manning has made it so far in life. Wow, <laughs> Eli! Oh, Eli! Yeah, no, it was Detroit, and I think either Jacksonville or Carolina. One of the two. They were just—they're ridiculous. But they might have been patched by now. I don't know. It was. 
outrageous how I mean I couldn't even run with Eddie Lacy against Detroit and I was doing everything he uh, forget it <laughs> it was ridiculous even though the Packers imploded against Seattle but we won't go there no I don't want to talk about my team either hey the Eagles <laughs> the Eagles came back with 34 unanswered points did they I didn't watch anything yesterday they were down 17 nothing and then scored 34 points they they were <laughs> Only the second team in history to be down Who do they play? 17 and then score like a, another 17 on top of that. God. They were playing Jacksonville. Huh. Their, My the Raiders first could... half was a disaster, and the second half they just came out and destroyed them. All so. I care about is that the Bears lost, and the, apparently Dallas just imploded too. So I'm all right yeah, with that because I hate did. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because a couple people uh, – on Facebook, we're just slamming Dallas. Like, oh, I heard that. Uh, I don't remember what the, all the quotes were, but I mean, they were just slamming Dallas even before the game started. And it sounds like they were right. Just well, the headline on ESPN is Dallas will never win big as long as Tony Romo is the starting quarterback. How much of it is his fault? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's from Wisconsin. We're so proud. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Huh? Maybe you should call Jessica Simpson back. <laughs> no, thanks. Whatever. I don't care. She's a man. Well, he was playing better when he was with her. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. It's cause she's because she's a man. Well, well, but at the other, uh, the other reason is, is because no matter what, he was the smartest one in the house when she was around. That's true. That's true. God, no debate in that. Yeah. All right, Josh on to the next one. The next one. There's a next one. Yeah. There's a couple more. All right. This one's big. Remote play for the PS4 with your mobile phone. Well, with a mobile phone. <laughs> not your mobile phone because nobody owns this damn thing. <laughs> Especially since it's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> Even when it's out, nobody owns it. All right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what kind of market share does the Sony Xperia have? Um, actually, it's not too bad. I define not too bad. Well, obviously, it's not an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy S uh-huh. or an HTC, but I think after the HTC. So that the, means it has like, what, a 1% market share? No, no, the Xperia's <laughs> are big in Japan. Well, Japan, great. But they're big here, too. I've seen people with, with Xperia's. Yeah, Alphaville is big in Japan. Huh? Huh? Wait, what? Somebody out there got that and laughed their ass Alphaville off right now. Alphaville is big in Japan. Yes. Uh, the Android ecosystem drives me crazy because they're all so scattered. It's like yeah. TouchWiz and HTC. Yep. Uh, you know, they all have different UIs, and I, I have an HTC yep. One, but I don't use it. And I that- don't like that interface in the HTC One, and all the gadget sites were like. Oh, get that over the Galaxy S. It's so much better. And, I, and a friend of mine has one, and I'm like, uh, I was playing it for about a half an hour. And I said, I don't like this at all. Because a lot biggest, of the with stuff you can turn off at least. Your biggest complaint there is the only reason why Android has a foothold in the mobile phone space at all. Because everybody was sick of Apple's control. Yeah. And they wanted to have their own, you know, Verizon wanted to brand their phone and AT&T wants to brand their phone and stick all their garbage on it. Yeah. Um, And Google came in and said, well, you know what? Here, here's an Android operating system. You do whatever you want with it. You can make the phone out. To a certain extent. Yeah, within certain parameters. But they left it. It was wild, wild west. 
Right, but that's why a lot of people buy the Google Nexus phones because they aren't skinned at all and they're just the raw Android. And But that's led to all these problems because it's just chaos out there right now. And they're starting to try to rein it in at this point. Yeah, but the other other thing that really spreads Android out is the fact that it's so scalable. So you can go out and get a cheap flip phone from like Boost Mobile that's not on contract or anything else. And the reason they're cheap is because Android is really cheap to, to get and put on these devices. But it's a thinner version of Android, but it's still Android. So then... The provider can say, well, you're getting an Android phone, even though when you finally get it, it's got this really slow processor, probably the base minimum for that OS, and it doesn't run anything uh, app-wise on it because it's, it's, it's only at that minimum spec. So unlike iPhone and you know any iOS device where Apple manufactures all that stuff and they keep the parameters for the hardware design in a very specific area, and that's why when you develop for iOS – supposedly it's supposed to be a lot easier because you're on kind of a closed platform, but even they have a big widespread because you have to, you know, support even the older devices to a certain extent. But it's the same way with Android where it's kind of like, again, Apple against Windows. Windows has to work on pretty much every PC out there. Apple only has to work on their hardware. So Android's that same concept on the phone side where it works on a lot of different devices and you have to make it compatible. And then Windows Phone nobody has because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think there's yeah. one guy in Madison that owns a Windows phone. I think I know him. I, I tried <laughs> Windows Phone 8. It, it's eh, maybe 9 will be better. <laughs> maybe but, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the HTC One was the first Android phone that didn't feel cheap to me. The I had a Galaxy S3, and the freaking the whole thing was made of plastic, um, and it felt like it was going to break. See, I've got a I've I've had a Galaxy S2, and, a, and now I have a Galaxy S4. And I never once felt like it felt flimsy at all. I, I just I don't know why, but it doesn't bother me. Maybe I, maybe because I keep it in a case. I don't know. But ah, the HTC One, yeah, the hardware feels good, but everything else about it, I I couldn't stand. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Hardware's think, great. Yeah, but at the same time, the reason I never even gave the HTC One even a thought was that because I go to certain events and because I have to be able to replace my battery, HTC One's out the door, just like iPhone is, because I can replace the battery in my Galaxy S, so I have two extra batteries I carry around, and I can put a memory card in it. So I have a 64-gig card in my phone, and I can save all these files to it because I can use it as a USB drive. So I can save all the files to it. I can keep movies on there, so if I want to watch a movie on the plane, I can do that. So for me and for my needs, that's why the Galaxy S just works a lot better for me. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the expansion is definitely a plus because I hadn't seen too many other Androids that have that. But then again, I don't look very much. <laughs> I do love I do love my Nexus 7, though. That is a me great Me too. Yeah, I, I had a Gen 1, and then my parents bought me a Gen 2 for my birthday, and I love it. Yes, it is an awesome, awesome device. I've got the one with LTE, and oh my god, just anywhere mm. I am, it just works. That's because you live in California, and you actually have LTE like within a bigger area than Wisconsin here where... I just drive five miles and you have no coverage whatsoever. That's you live in the middle of nowhere. I don't anymore. Madison's a big area. It's That's only an the hour from nowhere still. Shut up. <laughs> it's not. There's no coverage of anything out there. That's well, not true anymore. It's just up uh, by where I used to live. Is yeah, where. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Back to this. So how are you going to play a freaking remote play game on your phone? Here's how you do it. Da, da, da. Uh, with your DualShock 4. Yeah. Um, and they have some kind of funky 
connector dealy that you strap onto your DualShock Four, and then you hook your phone onto that, and you're Slower. walking around with a with a crazy screen attached to your DualShock Four. Oh man, that's worse than the little touchpad thing for the DualShock Three. The little touchpad thing for the oh god, the the keyboard. Yeah, yeah that little thing that's strapped on the front of it. Yeah, I have one uh, of those. Me too. I'm a sucker. I have all the stupid. I even have the little the, the plastic gun thing that I've used once. <laughs> Wait, the the little pistol or the big gun? No, no, no. The big one that has the 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 oh, the sort of. Uh, it's awful. Yeah, I got that for like five bucks. I remember the, the pistol is actually really good. Yeah, the pistol works great with uh, with gun games and everything, but. Yeah. I remember specifically being at GDC back in 2011 when they were showing that gun for Resistance 3 and Killzone. And the PR guy, uh, Alex, who's not even there anymore, the PR guy comes up and he goes, what do you think? And I looked at him and I go, this thing is awful. And he said, what? I'm like, no, dude, this thing is awful. I said, you're aiming like you're playing a game, uh, a gun game, but that's not how the move works. And I said, so it's, it's totally screwy. And I said, this is terrible. I said, don't release it. I'm telling you. Well, I had I had I had the thing in my hand at Best Buy for like twenty minutes, saying, "This is stupid. I'm only going to buy it. I'm only going to play it uh, once." I I ended up buying it for twenty bucks. I come home, I played Dead Space, Dead Space Extraction, yeah, and I put it in the closet and I never use it again. See, you're part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. at least if you're going to buy dumb shit like that. Use our Amazon link, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I bought that hard drive, the two terabyte one, and nice. then the next day the podcast comes on and says. Hey, you can do it for a hundred bucks if you buy this external thing. Yeah. Uh, oh well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's only like a twenty dollar difference, but yeah, wasn't that? Bit. By then, I was like, oh, I've got my hard drive in. I got two terabytes, and and you're right. I had the hybrid drive in there before, and I haven't noticed much of a difference. Yeah, Just it's a lot more space. I'm uh, I well, I mean, that's the one nice thing about having uh two PS4s. So I put the hybrid in one, and I put the two terabyte in the other, and uh, I get to compare them, and really, the only thing I see that, that better with the, with the hybrid is that a couple of games load in about a second faster into a multiplayer map, a whole second, and then it boots up a little bit faster with the hybrid. I only yeah. have one PS4, but that white one looks so nice. I know. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I finally needed a third, fourth, whatever. I've lost count. <laughs> okay, so... If you have the, or if you get the Xperia Z3. Which it's what, T-Mobile, I think, which is just bad. I have no idea. I thought th- I thought it said in the article. I don't see that. Oh, okay, either. I think it's, I think it's with T-Mobile. Oh. Um, and you also have to be on your local Wi-Fi. You cannot go out. Into- re- oh, I didn't see that. So you can't even do it over 4G or LTE. It just says access your PS4 console via your home Wi-Fi and play your favorite games with your DualShock well, in any room. What's the point of that? Yeah, folks, the save your money by that. The point is that your husband is busy hogging up the TV watching uh, Ow My Balls and you want to go play Killzone. So, but why not get a Vita that's cheaper? So the lady goes and grabs the oh, her pink because, Vita that they just announced in Japan. Eh, eh. <laughs> they well, should—that's what it's geared for. But you've got a phone. But you—the the whole point is you have a phone and you can do. But this. then you got to strap a controller onto it, whereas you can have the Vita that already has the controls built into it. But doesn't have R two L two. 
you have to use the back touchpad. Yeah. And some people hate the back touchpad. And well, sure. A proper controller. But. And a phone. Okay. All right. Oh, so look, P- I, PS4 it makes audio. no sense to me. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I mean, who's buying an Xperia? See, I didn't, I didn't realize because I didn't get to watch the video, but I didn't realize that it won't work over like even Wi-Fi. Like, let's say I'm at my parents' house on their Wi-Fi. You're saying that I can't even use remote play there. That's just stupid. No. That's yeah. the, I mean, that's the whole point of remote play is when you're not at home to do remote. I mean, yeah, I'll do it on the Vita every now and then to check it out. But in this little apartment, I don't need it. So and I do it when I'm at the hotel or. It'll be on the Xperia Z3, Z3 Compact and Z3 Tablet Compact. Yeah, those tablets are really good, but they're usually kind of overpriced. But that I think it was the Xperia Z2 I tried. Man, that thing is thin. It's impressive. But interesting. I mean, it's interesting that they're trying to do this. But as we talked about last week, how they've pretty much just dumped uh, support for uh, PlayStation Mobile on Android now. So I'm a little weary. A little weary. Because who knows, like, if that's going to be the only phone that does remote play. And then they Mm -hmm. said, oh, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, get a Vita. It's better. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I mean, obviously, there's no games for the Vita except for you know when they're going to be over 600. But um, know, all my memory open. cards are full, so yeah, there aren't any games on it. I I certainly missed that memo. Those are just PlayStation Mobile calculator apps. You know it. <sighs> no, <Nope. laughs> <laughs> they're all cross by though, so I guess that's saying something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, and speaking of uh, things for the PS Vita, a new game is coming out from Fire Sprite Studios. And Sony Computer Entertainment, uh, they're bringing a free platform survival game to the PS Vita, Android, and iOS, and uh, it's a, kind of a little teaser for Little Big Planet Three, and it's called Run Sackboy Run. So uh, Chaz found this, out, uh, and and I really didn't see too much fanfare for this. Uh, looks like a little interesting, kind of simplistic platformer. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we have a few screenshots. It's obviously Little Big Planet. Looks very similar to the art style and everything else for it. But I figured Josh would be kind of excited for this one. No. What? You love your little big planet. I don't love runners. The, the, I don't know. You'll I'm, try it. No. Uh, maybe. Oh, is this one of those endless runners? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of me either, but. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Josh might be. This proves once again that Josh and I don't talk during the week because I thought he would actually be kind of interested in it at least. Because you can unlock exclusive costumes and stickers for Little Big Planet Three. You know how many freaking costumes and stickers I have for Little Big Planet One and Two and carding, and that I've never put Sackboy into. But that's your problem. You still have to have them all. Uh, no, I don't. Come on, you know you do. Come on, buddy. The Marvel ones. I've got the. I've I've got a ton of them. I've got mm. a ton of them. So do I. Oh, my daughter and played I, Little Big Planet for. My daughter played Little Big Planet for hundreds of hours. We have lots of those things, and she's done, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my boy's just getting started, so I'll be back into it again. Oh boy. All right. Well, I thought we'd be interested in it, so I put it in the list. I guess uh, yeah, you are. All right. You can take the last one, then. F you, uh, dirtbag. It's a runner. Who wants a... I, I don't know. I, uh... I know. People want it. Uh, well, it's free. Uh, that's still not really enough. And for it's a little me. big plan. Sorry. 
<laughs> I mean, it's free and it's little big planet. So I'll download it. I'll try it for like eight seconds and be done with and it. And then you'll leave it on your Vita forever because you have to show all the stuff on the Vita. Uh, I've deleted stuff that it's just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have. So, all right. Me too. That- Batman Arkham Knight. Speaking of garbage, Batman Arkham Knight. It's a waste. That's yes. Josh at psnation.com. <laughs> June second, two thousand fifteen. Live the suck. Here comes Batman Arkham Knight. Wow. <laughs> oh man! Wow, so much hate. Oh, it's <laughs> no. All right. Uh, We've become right, the so bile cast. It's coming to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The what? Not the first Xbox, the Xbox One, which is the third Xbox. But it's called the One. But the, not the 360, even though that has a 3 Wait, in it. Wait, does it's, that mean that, that, that it's the, the only Xbox one. except for the first the, two? This is the other Xbox. That's the, that's the uh, new Xbox, but it's the Xbox One, but it's um, not the first one. Wait, but what about the, did the other ones not exist and we were all uh, hypnotized? And it's not the thing from Comcast that's the that's called the X One. Uh, it's different. Oh. I swear. It looks like a VCR. That's how you can tell which one it is. Oh, can you adjust the tracking with the Connect? But the new 360 looks like a VCR too, just smaller. It's true. <laughs> it's very oh. true. And for you younger folks, VCRs were before DVD players, and uh, no, VCRs were before laser discs. Um, actually, no. Laserdiscs were before VCRs. No, they were before. Oh, well, there's VTRs. VTRs no. came and then no beta and no. Uh, and and VHS were around in the late seventies. Well, Betamax was around even earlier, but that was all broadcast stuff. That's true. Yeah, I have a friend who had, no, they were before mini disc. All right. Okay. Definitely. Yes, you're right there. We we can agree on that. Okay. Just say yes and we'll move on. Let me put my mini disc player back in the drawer here. <laughs> my little my buddy had one of those because he could record on them. I did. Yes, and exactly. He, he was a DJ and he had a lot of stuff on his mini discs and yeah. and he loved it because it was almost an instant access to the stuff and yep. it was portable. It was a lot more portable than CDs and he could record on them so he could set up his mixes on the disc and yeah, he loved it. I That's had one too. They were great. I still have. I literally have it in the drawer right next to me. It's red, little red Sony mini disc player, and I used it. I never quite got the recording right, but I was trying to record all the live shows I went to because because I at the time I found one of them up online. I was like, oh my gosh, I was at that show. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think you could do this. I didn't even think about doing this. You know. And I thought, I wonder if I could actually pull that off. So I tried and fared very poorly. Um, but uh, I wanted to. <laughs> um, because the problem is the I, microphones I, on those things. I mean, you're at a live show and it's, it's probably just blasting no, had, the microphone. No, I had a, I had a plug-in mic. Oh. Um, Was it one of those little plastic ones that you would plug into the realistic tape recorder? Uh, no. Oh. Um. The thing is, look, if if I'm in a band, I am recording the show right off the soundboard and then I'm selling it on the internet afterwards to anybody who wants it, mm. which is what Pearl Jam was doing for years. I don't know if they're still doing it, but pretty much every single show they did for several years, the the audio version was available 
after that to either buy as a CD or to download. Right, but they would run that right through the sound equipment. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I'm a band, I'm going to run my stuff right through the sound equipment and sell it because yeah. that's just that's just more money you're going to make. People were at the show. They loved it. They they want to experience it again. I would pay, I'd pay big money for that Foo Fighters show I was at in Newark. Big money for that because it was one of the best live shows I've been to. And I would love to hear it again, mm. but you can't. Nope. That's just money that's going out the door. They complain that they can't make any money. All these bands complain, can't make any money with the music industry the way it is now. Everybody's stealing the music. Sell your live show to me. Sell it to me out the door. Yep. Sell it before I walk out the door. Have somebody there with a table say, here, pay 10 bucks now and we'll email you your download code tomorrow. Yep. uh, I would pay for every single show I go to. Yep. I can fix the music industry. That's it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is Next stuff I think Josh, about when Josh I'm sitting on the toilet. the TV industry. <laughs> Get rid of reality shows all together. All right. Uh, so back to What are we talking Batman. about again? Batman. 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 Yes. So the Arkham Knight limited edition, because everything has to have a limited edition. Hell yeah. And an Ultimate Edition and Hell a Ghost yeah. Edition and a whatever. All right. Uh, $99.99. You get a Steelbook case. You get an 80-page art book, which is probably the size of a DVD. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, doubt it. <laughs> you get a Limited Edition Arkham Knight number 0 comic book. You get the new 52 skin pack featuring three skins. And a Batman memorial statue. I noticed that it doesn't mention the game. The game's in there. It doesn't say that. I know, but I looked at the game. It doesn't say that. It's in there. No, it does say it in the picture. Unique <laughs> steelbook case and game disc. Just not in a write-up. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Um, that statue looks real nice, so maybe it's not nice. in there. <laughs> well, if that statue was real nice, just wait till you get the $199 <laughs> edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Check that out. There's a Batmobile. Yeah, no <laughs> thanks. Two hundred bucks. Is, yeah. is it two hundred? That was one fifty. Two hundred. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you it, get all the same stuff. You don't get the Batman statue. You get a that's the thing, like Batmobile I would, statue. I would think at least you would get the Batman statue and the Batmobile for two hundred bucks. You yeah, for an extra hundred dollars, you get both of them. I agree. <laughs> but that box yeah, would be about the size of uh, the Halo Reach cat. Helmet box. Or the Skyrim no. box. Yeah. Oh, that Skyrim <laughs> box. Jeez. No, it'll be the size of the Titanfall box. <laughs> the one that that guy couldn't get in his car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited, though. Uh, it, it's But I, I kind of put this in there for two reasons. Just, number one, to talk about that stuff. But the fact that... The release date is so far out. I mean, you know, we heard about the delay and everything else, and, and a lot of people thought we were going to see it in February, March. Now it's coming out in June. So what are your thoughts on that? Because personally, I think that, well, besides the fact that I hope we get it early for review so that I can play it before E3, mm-hmm. damn it, because that's probably E3 week around that time. It is. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, that's usually kind of a lull, except for a couple of years ago when The Last of Us came out that week. Or I think it was that Friday after E3, 
you don't really see a lot of games coming out in June like that. So it's two came out right around E3 because you were at E3 and I was furiously playing through it to get the review up. Which one? Infamous two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, thoughts on that? Because I, th- I actually think it's kind of a good thing. Well, that's I think it's time to release. Yeah. I think it's great because uh, I'm planning on playing Dragon Age all through the holiday. So for this to come out in June, that's about right. Well, until Dragon Age is delayed. and Well, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah, well I, well, I have a platinum in Arkham... Arkham Asylum, and I'm almost there on Arkham City. (laughs) Like I said, I used to like those things back then. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, you still do. (laughs) But the the other uh, Batman, the one that uh, Rocksteady didn't do, that one kind of killed me. Arkham Origins? Yeah, Arkham Origins yeah. is like, oh, this is so hard and so dumb. I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad, too, because I was actually pretty excited for it originally when I played it at PAX, and then I got it, and I started playing it, and I said, there's just something, the soul is missing from this game, and, and uh, they changed the combat timing a little bit. It was just, it's a tad off, and I could never pull off the, the combos, because I'm so used to how they are in the first two Batman games. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. I really, you know, I dug those first two games, and the third game was just like, okay, my combos aren't working. What the hell's going on? And I finally just gave up. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. But that's them getting cocky and thinking, oh, we don't need to pay Rocksteady to do it. The only thing I don't like about the timing of this is that it is the week before E3, and I guarantee this is still going to take up space at the Warner Brothers uh, booth on the E3 floor because they have to show off the game. They do this at every publisher does this. You go to E3, you go to Comic-Con, you go wherever you go. Games that have been out for like two months are on the show floor there. What did we see this last year that was already out at E3? uh, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, I think, yes, PAX and Comic-Con and everything else – I agree with you. I don't really agree with you on... I was so regimented at E3 about what I had to go see that yeah. I had no idea. But I know I've seen stuff at E3 that was already out. Usually, I usually at E3, the only thing that they show that's already released is something that has like a lot of DLC coming soon. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and look through the pictures or something, mm. but I'm sure there was something that was already out. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'm... I'm I mean, that's the biggest thing that I'm worried about is the fact that depending on when we get it, you know, we're going to be in E3 mode completely. Ugh, that could just make life miserable. Like, I won't be able to enjoy the game as much just because I'll be working on E3 stuff at the same time. I know, first world problems. But, yeah, no, I'm excited. I Everything I've seen of that game, I just, I just love, except for those little, uh, there's like this little driving sequence every now and then where you do these these uh, tunnels and they're like uh, three lap races but there's all these traps and everything I just I thought that took me out of the game a little bit so I hope they're not mandatory but I think they're gonna be but that's the only thing that really worried me I'm still trying to get over the fact that Batman doesn't kill people and you're gonna have a car with a big giant gun on it but they they 
they were very specific about that when they showed it, and that's they're defensive weapons. So they're they're built to even yeah I, I laugh too, but they were like oh they'll just disable the vehicle or they'll take things out but yes they're explosive but they they're not made to kill anybody I'm like well yeah a lot of things like that aren't made to kill anybody but they still do now are they going to have destructibility so like the the buildings crumble and stuff uh, yes and no uh, there is destructibility throughout the map but like the large skyscrapers and everything else obviously you can't take down with a car. But you could blow through, like, different walls. Uh, I mean, there were a certain amount of things that you could take down. What about those poor people in those buildings? Well, I mean, <laughs> didn't you see Superman uh, or the, uh, Man of Steel? Look at yeah. all. Who oh, somebody think about the people? Oh, I'm still trying to get past the fact that Superman's British from Kansas. <sighs> ah. <laughs> Everybody really complained about that movie. I enjoyed oh. it. And I don't even like Superman that much, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's all right. Sherlock Holmes was American from yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but that's more. No, that's uh, Robert Downey Jr. Though, so that guy's awesome. <laughs> did, did, you, oh. did you just start to say Morton Downey Jr.? I almost. <laughs> Am I going to have to smack you through the internet? <laughs> you know, I've got there's there's a uh, a documentary on Morton Downey Jr. that I have. Uh, bookmark still because I want to watch it because um, I want to see the whole thing about when he said he got attacked in the bathroom and he, he planned the whole thing himself. Yeah, yeah. I remember Morton Downey Jr. when I was growing up. Like, who was this blowhard? Uh, I guess I dated myself. <laughs> oh, we're old. Yeah, nobody knows what we're talking about, which is even better. They have to look it up. Morton Downey Jr. Look it up. No, they won't. That's what we're here for. We're, we're their Google, right? He was he was Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer existed. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, Jerry Springer doesn't yell at anybody. This guy well, was just yeah. always in a tirade. Jerry Springer just has the the craziness around him, and he's actually a pretty nice guy. Whereas Morton See, Downey Jr. was just always the center of attention and always yelling well, at everyone. He refined the process. There you go. Yes. That's what happens. Yes. <laughs> he was a showman. I noticed on this agenda... Oh, what I miss? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed there was something missing too. Um, uh, my resignation? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Glenn! You have to do this forever now. <laughs> I've. Oh God! Yeah, I think I think that's already a given. Um, oh, and before I forget, uh, they just announced it that the release date for NBA Live was delayed, and it's now delayed to October 28th. Ooh. So it was only delayed like two weeks. Well, just after, actually. Damn it. Oh, darn. Well, I'm sure we'll get it early. Mm. But, but we'll have to send that off to Raj right away. He's our NBA guy. So obviously we won't be able to play it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says, considering all the work that's been that's gone in so far, we will be taking a few extra weeks to polish the game and make sure you get an incredible NBA experience from the moment you first boot up the title. This extra development time Liars. means we'll be moving our launch date to October 28th to line up to opening night of the 2014-15 NBA season. This was a hard decision. But it's the right one, as we are totally committed to delivering the highest quality game we possibly can. You'll be hearing a lot more from us over the coming weeks, starting with a brand new gameplay blog. Which is funny, they, they say this, but they never show us actual gameplay in videos. It's always the bullshit videos. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, that just popped up, so I thought I'd call it. Well, I guess as, as long as it comes out before the season starts, that's probably okay. <sighs> I Actually, I think if it's like the MLB, they contractually have to bring it up when the NBA season starts. I don't think they can. I don't think they can bring it out after. Because MLB, when you get the MLB license, you have to bring it out uh, by a certain date. It's in the contract. And that's why a lot of people speculated that the MLB 2K games were always so shit when they came out. Because the development team ran out of time when it went to master. Yeah, so. Anyway. Well, that's why they look like the same game all the time. It's... Well, they could progressively worse. That's the even funnier part about it. Like, they wouldn't fix the stuff that was broken the previous year. They would just keep adding shit. And ah, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Nobody's going to matter. We're the only baseball game on Xbox. We're just going to sell no matter what. I still flash back to the Ghost Madden. You guys remember him? Ghost Madden. <laughs> you know, where he was a hologram and... Oh! <laughs> so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those were the good old days. Oh, go over here. Boom! Yeah. The thing about great football is, you know, you know great football when you see great football. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. God. All right. Enough. Are we done with Batman? Yeah, I guess we're done. All right. So since, Rick, you're the guest, how about you tell us what you're playing first? Um, well, I'm only playing, I guess, what I'm buying is probably more interesting than what I'm playing. The only thing I'm playing right now is Diablo. Are you, are you uh, buying me something? No, Damn it. but I also I also bought Metro the Redux collection because I have those games on PC and they're awesome. Oh, okay. uh, and I wanted to give that developer some money, so I bought them when they were fresh. Nice. Um, and I bought Diablo, and that's what I've been doing for the last week and a half is Diablo, Diablo, Diablo. What uh, What level are you at so far? Uh, I think I'm a level thirty four, and I'm a wizard. Uh, Ooh! <laughs> what wizard are you that makes fire without flint or tinder? Exactly. That's me. I am a wizard who makes fire with a shrimp or tinder. <laughs> I gotta get back to that game. It's real good. And then every once in a while I get mail with a legendary, you know, piece of armor or something or a weapon. It's awesome. Yeah. Actually, I, I need to get back into that because I, some people have told me that they've sent me some of that stuff. So I need to go check that out. I sent both of you guys something in the last few days. Aww. So. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not like I had a choice. It just said, hey, there's a gift for Torgo. Here, push the button to send it to him. Oh, probably. <laughs> isn't it something like if you come across, like, it's that whole thing where if, if I die in the game, uh, I become like a monster, like a mini boss or something. And then if you vanquish that, then it automatically sends a gift to that person that died. I. That's not what I saw. What I saw was I just went through a big battle, and the next thing, there was a little pl- present on the ground. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what that is. You can because I died a couple times in the game, so uh, that's that's one of the new things about the PS4 version of the Ultimate Edition, or whatever it's called, is that like one of one of the people on your friends list, if they die in the game, when you're on that area of the map, they could pop up as like this. I can't remember what the name of it is, but like a boss. And if you take it down, there's that gift laying there, and you'll get something, but it'll also automatically send a gift to the person that that's based on. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even pay attention to that, because it gets yeah. to a point of that game where there's just so much crap on the screen. It's like, square, triangle. Yeah, I would always miss that, too, and then I'd hear somebody in the chat going, oh, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm like, what? And I don't even know what they're talking about. And then they said, go check your mailbox, and you'll probably have something to send out. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went and looked, and boom, there it was. Oh, boom. 
that's awesome. <sighs> yeah. No, it's a really cool game. It, it, the problem is, I mean, with Destiny hitting, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm going to get it all addicted to Destiny and play it more than a week or anything else. You know, it's... Uh, and it's so weird because nobody got review copies until, like, the bigger sites got them today. Uh, but with Activision, we never get stuff early anyway. But uh, nobody had it for review because they didn't have the servers up till today. So everybody's kind of on that same level. Um, well, I I have one rule. I play almost I'll play almost any kind of game, but except MMOs. I've never played WoW. I've yeah. never played any of them because I actually I take that back. I did try the beta for Elder Scrolls Skyrim, and it was everything I loved about Skyrim except all those other people. <laughs> well, but I think this one sets apart sets itself apart enough because number one. You're not paying a monthly fee like a regular MMO, but you're also, I don't think you're really buying anything else with real money. Like you can just get by without, without doing that except for the expansion packs. So I just got that $89 one right away. Well, for me, it's more about, um, I, I Josh a lot of games. So like across, across the PC and, and the other, uh, last gen console, I have almost 350 hours in Skyrim. Oh my God. Uh, I need a game to end. It, there has to be an end. Otherwise, and, I will just keep yeah. playing and playing and playing. And with Skyrim, I finally decided when I got the last trophy, end. It's over. And, th- and that's kind of me, too, uh, <laughs> except for sports games, obviously. But, uh, well, even those end. But I I'm the same way. Play some Just Cause 2. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's 24 hours of extra life right there. Just oh, Just yeah. Cause 2. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'd- I tried doing yes. it a couple of times, and I just couldn't get into that game. It's it's fun, but for me, you're better off playing a Saints Row to get that kind Ooh. of random crap fun. Uh, fight him, Josh. Fight him. <laughs> Dude, Saints Row does not have a grappling hook and a parachute combined. You can fly around like a squirrel. Well, in Saints Row 4. Saints yes. Row. Yes, you look like freaking Rocky from Rocky and Bowinkle, and you just sort of well, sail through really the town. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I'm still worried about Destiny. I know that we're going to play it, though. I mean, I, I know there's a very – our clan's got over 110 people right now. Um, I know that the core group of people that I play online with a lot on PS4, a lot of them guys are getting Destiny, so I know we're going to be playing it. We had enough fun with it in the alpha and the beta that I know that I'll enjoy it for a while. I just don't know how long it's going to last with me because – when you have, like, I was even watching some streams today because people in Europe already got it unlocked and everything. And, like, I remember vividly this guy walks into a room and, and there's the thing where you have to, so your ghost is that little Dinklage bot, that little cube. And uh, you have to, like, release your, your ghost so that it can scan this panel. And you see, I mean, we saw that all the time in the beta. And what happens? You release the ghost out there. It goes out and scans something. And it's like, I need some time. And then you have to defend for 15 minutes, do a horde mode thing, basically. And it was just that it was that same mechanic, like, over and over. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I kept saying, if this is going to happen all the time, I'm, I'm out. I'm totally out. So I am I'm, I can't base my, my opinions and my expectations on a beta, obviously. So I said, all right, I'll take the plunge. I'll give it a try. We'll, we'll play it for a while. But I, I just... Right now, I just don't know if I'm going to make it more than a couple weeks, and that's what I'm very interested in. Luckily, they've left the PvP stuff in there, you know, the uh, the Crucible stuff, and the PvP stuff is actually pretty well done. So 
I'm thinking that's what might save that game for me, is the PvP stuff. Because it's just standard FPS, you know, domination or conquest, or whatever you want to call it. Well, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good FPS. I have Battlefields 3 and 4, and, uh, and I guess I have the Call of Duties too. Um, but I really Duty. like, of all, of all, the, of all of them, I, I, I really like Killzone. The Shadowfall uh, multiplayer is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually I just, playing that this week. I love it. I wish more people would play it. Um, Me too. But if, uh, if people are playing it, I might jump in at some point. But for me, it's like, eh. Um, I really liked um, Horde Mode in Mass Effect 3. That was really good. Mm. I didn't even know uh, that existed. <laughs> well, that's their multiplayer is actually surprisingly good. Uh, kind of like Last of Us' multiplayer is surprisingly good and nobody really expects it. Uh, I think they do now. I think people, ever since it came out on the PS3 and got some time on it, uh, now the PS4 one is actually... I mean, you can find a game no problem on PS4. Yep. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I will, I will listen intently to your Destiny stories, and if, if, you, if you keep going on long enough, I might jump in. Well, I'm going to stream it when it unlocks at 2 in the morning. I'm going to stream it right away, and I'll, I'll put some of those replays up on uh, our YouTube channel, too, if people want to check it out. Cool. Yeah. That's all you're playing, though, huh? Diablo. That, just nothing but Diablo. Nothing but Diablo. I tried it on my Vita with Remote Play the other day, and that was surprisingly good. It does. It works really <laughs> well. Scary good. I was like, oh, my God, I can actually do this, and it's a little tiny. Um, but other than that, it was totally playable. I was fighting fighting mini bosses and everything. Yeah. The voice chat even works. Like, if you oh, put I mean, a, a headphone in everything, uh, if you're in-game and not even in a party, if you're in-game, voice chat works perfectly. Oh, wow, I didn't try that. I'll have yeah. to give that a shot. I did that by accident. Somebody, like, joined my game, and I didn't realize it. And that's I think I mentioned that, like, two weeks ago. Where I was just trying it because people were asking me how it was in remote play. I'm like, oh, I can try it. So I got on, and I played and played. All of a sudden, I think D-Sonic joined, and I'm like, oh, uh, I was just messing around with the Vita to see how it worked in remote play. He's like, how is it? I'm like, actually, we good. I'm talking to you on the Vita. And I said, well, as long as we're playing. And I just flipped over to the TV then. <laughs> so ended up playing for, like, four hours. Oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot to play, really. I mean, I, I bought Last of Us a few months ago on PS4. Yeah. It's real nice. But everything on there that's worth playing is is a remake of something else. And Diablo is – I'm playing that because I just skipped it on the PS3. Oh, okay. Because uh, I knew it was coming. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have something to play. It took longer than I wanted, but huh. it's it's really cool. Nice. You should get that Counter Spy game. I heard it's really good. You guys were talking about that last week. That sounded pretty cool. Uh, I also looked at this Raise, Raise the Dead thing. It looks a lot like Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, no, it's more kind of a little bit of um, Pikmin and a little bit of... Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Of, it's really tough to categorize. But check it out. It's cool. Cool. It's really cool. Anyway. All right, you done? Yep, I'm done. Okay, Josh? Uh, I've been playing NHL. <laughs> and NHL. And NHL. <laughs> NHL. Uh, I, I was also playing a little bit of uh, Ratchet Clank on the Vita. Oh, know, nice. Um, on the train. Of course. Because I wanted... I was actually... I was trying to play something else, and I forgot the card. Uh so I just went right back into into Ratchet and Clank. Hmm. <laughs> you um, sound so excited about it. Yeah, I was playing Ratchet and Clank. 
it is enjoyable as always. Yeah. But uh yeah. Cool. That's pretty much it. I mean, NHL I wanted to make sure I played a lot of it, got a real good feel for it because we've had it for a week, so and you know, that that's awesome that EA afforded us that amount of time. Yeah. Very cool. So. Well, what I want to know, and I'm, is whether it's better than well, if it's better than the 2K NHL. Ooh, we'll have to cover that in the review. That's there a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait for the review. <laughs> I could tell that Josh was into it though, because like I said, he was texting me like on and off this week, like, "Oh, this and this and this." I'm like, "Wow," well, I mean, we were kind of discussing it. We never do that, so. Yeah. I knew he was working his ass off on it. All right. Well, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or whatever last week, but I lost my Vita for a few days, and I was freaking out. Uh, finally, found it under the couch in a spot where you can't even like get your fingers under there, and I just kind of accidentally found it. So I found my Vita. I'm very happy. Uh, played some Sonic Racing Transformed, which I still think is a great game, but the AI is way too difficult. It's ridiculous in that game. If you go from easy to medium, it's just like taking it from easy to super-duper hardest. Uh, there's no in-between. It's just weird. Uh, but I still think it's an awesome game. Very underrated game. And then uh, it came out on Vita last week, Joe Danger. Wow, did they do a good job. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh... Man, did they do a good job of converting that over to the Vita. It It feels and looks exactly like the PS3 game. Uh, really impressive. So, uh, and then played some more Plants vs. Zombies, Zombie War, or Garden Zombie Warfare. You know, Zombie Warfare. Uh, Garden Warfare. We've just been playing it on and off just to kind of mix things up a little bit. We were playing it today. I'm still, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm the person that's just not that enthralled with it. There are other people that are just loving it. And that's fine. I'm not going to judge you, at least not publicly. I will. Yeah. It's a neat game, but it's just, I don't know if it, it still seems very, um, uh, how do you say it? it? It just seems very manic at times where there's just so much going on on the screen and so many effects that you just lose what you're doing. Um, but the whole p- fact that even your teammates' names over their heads are in red, and that tells me enemy. In every other game that I play like this, if you see red, that's your enemy, and, and I start shooting at my teammates. It doesn't hurt them but I'm also wasting my ammo and, and wasting my clip on a friend. So it just, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it really though. A little glitchy, but there's just, I don't know. Eh. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Uh, more battle, battlefield four, uh, obviously because we always play battlefield four because that's our addiction. Uh, I think we're going to ha- start having some sessions pretty soon to talk about our addiction to that game. But apparently there's another map pack coming too. So it's going to be more classic maps. Uh, but they haven't really dropped too much info on that yet, so I'm kind of eagerly anticipating some info for that. Because depending on the maps they do, I could be, uh, I could get fall in love with that all over again. Uh, and then another one that came for PlayStation Plus: Velocity 2X Ultra. Um, it's it's a neat game. They really did a lot over the original game and everything, but it's just not my cup of tea at all. Uh, I think it's just because I have these shmup expectations, but it's not a shmup. It's more of a puzzle game. Um, so it's just not doing it for me. I know a lot of people are really enjoying it, but eh, uh, not my thing. 
a uh, bunch of pinball. Been playing a couple of game, uh, a couple of tables on the pinball arcade, trying to get better scores. Uh, so just kind of working on um, Medieval Madness again, which is one of my favorite tables. Working on Fishtails. Uh, what was I playing the other day? Uh, oh, High Speed, which I remember liking that table originally when I played the actual pinball table. I'm just not that fond of it. I don't, I, there's a couple of very cheap losses in that game, in that table, and I don't know. It's, uh, but I, I I couldn't break a million. Every t- I kept trying to break a million, trying to break a million, couldn't do it. So I kept playing, playing. Finally, I broke a million, just turned it off. So, yeah. Uh, some more road to the show. I'm MLB the show, MLB 14 the show on PS4. Uh, worked on that a little bit. Uh, streamed that the other day, a couple hours. I still love that game so much. God, it just every time I see the visuals, it just blows me away. That's what I was trying to play on the Vita. MLB. And I, yeah, and I didn't have the card. Oh, that sucks. I brought the wrong card. I brought thirteen because <laughs> if you look at like eleven, twelve, thirteen, they all look the same. Yeah, they and look then very Fourteen similar. looks completely different. Yeah. So I just glanced down and I was like, "Oh, that's the most recent one," and I grabbed that. You know, that was like the last one in line. So I just assumed that was the latest. Forgetting that 14 looks entirely different on the card. Wow. Yeah. So I put it in and I'm like installing. Wait, what? 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 Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Oops. Yeah. yeah. And the funny happened. thing is, I mean, 13, 13 has so many fixes over 12 that... Uh, 12 was kind of a, a transition period. Like I liked it, but there were a few things that I just didn't like about the game at all on, on the Vita. Uh, the pitch speed was still a little bit too fast for the, for the Vita screen and how small it is and yeah. some other things. So 13 is such a nice boost. 14. Or 14, I mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I get, con- I get confused with numbers. Uh-huh. I, I had that same problem with MLB on the Vita. It was like I couldn't hit anything. Yeah, the new one. The new one they they fixed quite a bit. Yeah, the new one is perfect. Yeah. for that. Oh, Not cool! I have to check that out. It doesn't lend itself to playing on a on a bouncing rocking train. So I'm not sure <laughs> I'm trying to play it, but because uh, you're really trying to hit and you're trying to get a good pitch in there and when yeah. the whole train is knocking around and people are not it's yeah that just doesn't work especially yeah especially hitting i mean or actually pitching even just trying to aim that pitch mm-hmm. with those vita sticks yeah that'd be i don't think i could pull that off yeah hmm. uh and then some more last of us remastered a couple of new maps came out for the multiplayer so we got in and played those uh there's one called the beach and I don't remember the name of the other one, but both really big maps. Um, like them. Uh, we didn't play them a lot, but I liked them quite a bit. Uh, I was streaming it, and I was getting killed pretty cheaply a few times. I even had witnesses. Like, I was hitting Stoffinator with uh, a 2x4, and he shoots me once when I'm at, a, at full health and kills me. I'm like, what, really? So, a little frustrated that night. I had a bad night. Uh, and then some new co-op maps came out for Killzone Shadowfall, so we played those. They're pretty good. I, I I like them. We didn't play them a lot again, but uh, pretty good. And they're you know they're free. There's some new maps coming up for Killzone Shadowfall multiplayer as well, uh, pretty soon. So and those are going to be free as well. So you don't have well, to have any the, season pass. When those come out, you got to do a uh, got to do a play date so people can come on and play Killzone because that is such a cool game. Yeah, well, I definitely want to do that. I want to do Killzone Shadowfall during Extra Life too, since you can actually set up your own room and everything this time, uh, so we don't have the problems that we had with Killzone Three in the past. <laughs> where we couldn't get into a damn game yeah. together. 
Uh, but oh. yeah, that's 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 on my list of things I want to play for Extra Life. Cool, I love that. I'm in. Sweet, awesome, and that's about it for me. Uh, just kind of gallivanted around this weekend and stuff. So, uh, Did you guys really watch anything cool? Not really. I'm trying to. Th- well, I mean, Captain America comes out tomorrow mm-hmm. on on Blu-ray 3D. So I'll be picking that up at Target because Amazon finally listed it. I emailed it to Josh. He's like, 38 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's kind of funny, isn't it? Because uh, Target has, I think, for 22 this week, the 3D. It to 22 to match everybody. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, crap. I should have ordered it that way then. Yeah. Maybe I will still. I don't need it tomorrow. I'll, I'll be sleeping after Destiny. Hmm. Oh. Pacific Rim got me. I, I love that movie. Whenever it's on, I'll just watch it. And it was on Stars or HBO or something. Yep. I was watching uh, that this week, too. I was like, oh, I love this movie. I and do then adore that movie. I watched something, a movie called Stalingrad. That's actually Holy in shit. Russian, German, yeah. with English subtitles. It's so good. Where Where did you see it? Was it on pay per view somewhere? Or? No, it was on. Um, it was on one of the. I think it was on Stars. Oh, I don't have Stars. Damn it. Yeah, that wow. movie. Um, it's about the Stalingrad uh, uh, campaign in World War II when the Germans invaded Stalingrad, and it was actually made by Russians. So it's interesting because it's from that point of view instead of somebody in like a foreign country trying to translate it and, and have their own take on it. Uh, and it was made in 3D actually too. But visually and everything for a Russian film, it, it's one of the bigger budget movies that, that's come out of that country in a long time. And well, you liked watched, it, huh? I watched it on the plasma. It was really good. You don't Ooh. recognize any of the actors. Nope. Uh, and they all the German people speak German. All the oh. Russian people speak Russian. And, uh, you know, there's even a oh, – if you guys haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it's it was so well done. I mean, my wife said, hey, you need to watch this. And I sat down for 10 minutes. And the next thing I know, the movie's over. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> You're not going to spoil it? I hear, I hear the Germans win. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of was the, the Simpsons where it's spring break, spring break. And they're all running out the door. Wait, I didn't tell you how World War I or World War II ended. And everybody stops. We won! Yay! <laughs> USA! USA! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I, I freaked out when that, when that trailer first hit uh, a while back. And uh, I didn't know how it was going to be. It was in a really limited release in the U.S. And I never got to see it in the theater. So, oh, it's, that's so cool that you got to see it and you, you thought it was good. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to find that. I wonder if it's on disc yet. To check that out. I'll have to do that at the break. Or I'll do it while Josh is talking sometime. Since he always I, did that to me. No, I did watch something. What'd you watch? I don't know. <laughs> it was <laughs> so one of those it was, so it was really good. <laughs> no, it was one of those movies that, you know, I was flipping through somewhere and I'm like, oh, this is on. Ah, and I had to watch it. It was oh. one of those really good movies. And I don't remember what it was now. Uh, Stalingrad is on Blu-ray. It ships on Wednesday. $15.99 on Amazon. That's- Do it. But there's no 3D Blu-ray, which sucks because the movie was made in 3D. It's two discs, so maybe it oh maybe it comes with the DVD too. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to get this. Um, I did watch Married with Children mm-hmm. uh, the other day. It was the one where actually it was this morning. Uh, <laughs> Working hard as usual. Early this morning. <laughs> early this morning. Uh, it was the one where. Uh, Al gets a grant from the NEA and he's going to make a film about a day in the life of a shoe salesman. And Kelly was, (laughs) Kelly was working with him 
And then it turns into this whole thing where he got all these women in bikinis and they were all supposed to be rubbing each other down. And Marcy came in and she was pissed off and trying to shut him down. Of course. Kelly was unhappy with everything. She was going to shut him down. And then this like good looking dude who's all buff and everything. He comes walking in. He's like, where do you need me? Mr. Bundy. He's like outside, you know, we'll call for you. (laughs) She's like, Who's that, Daddy? All terrorist. She's <laughs> like, and action. <laughs> She's all excited and into it now. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, uh, I watched some really old movies with my parents because when I go visit there, they always have Turner Classic movies on. So they have like these movies from the early 30s. Uh, so I, one was called Illicit with, uh, I can't remember who was in it anymore even. Uh, but some pretty big names from back in the early 30s, and uh, it was about a man and a woman that were acting like they were married, but they actually weren't, and they were living in sin. <gasps> but it was a comedy. It was like this real highbrow comedy. And it was funny to listen to the lines that they were using, and that was considered comedy back then. That was the only thing I could think of. Like, I would sit there, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. <laughs> but anyway... All right, so you two guys, Simpson lover, Simpson affectionados, since they started showing every single one, how many episodes have you watched? <sighs> I watched a lot of that marathon. A lot. It's, I mean, I, I've fallen off of watching the new ones in the last probably five years, but I watched a lot of them during that marathon. So I, I wouldn't say I've seen them all, but I've seen a lot of them. I, I would say close to five hundred of them. I oh my god! Wow. Oh yeah. I think I've seen all of them. Um, because I've been watching them, you know, even over the last couple of years, uh, I usually, I usually don't see them until the season ends or until like halfway through the season. I'll be like, Oh yeah, Simpsons. And I'll, I'll just burn through a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I, I like it still because, you know, they're not, it's not the same show that it used to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it has a different sense of humor because I mean, it's different writers, obviously it's younger writers. It's guys that grew up on the show right now that are writing for it, which is Um, scary. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about it is, you know, it still has that core Simpsons feel to it. You know, it doesn't feel necessarily different, but the jokes, uh, tend to be a little bit different, a little bit. Uh, raunchier at times. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly so at times. <laughs> they'll pull stuff and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, really? <laughs> back up, back up. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I am still enjoying it. it. I'm not laughing all the way through, but it does get me for a good, you know, a good couple of laughs every episode, at least one or two good laughs every episode. Yeah. Um, I caught one of the kind of the, one of the down years though during that marathon one of the newer ones. Uh, they were really forcing some jokes and and they were relying on kind of cheaper laugh mechanics in the writing, mm-hmm. um, like cheaper pop basically. Uh, so I, and it was one I'd never seen before. I was like ooh. And then there was one not not too long ago with um, Lady uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, it was awful. Oh yeah, that was terrible. You know what threw me on that? <laughs> it was so funny because I was watching that and I was like, wait, I, wait, 
that's not Lady Gaga. Yeah. But they're saying Lady Gaga, but they couldn't even get her on the show for some reason. I thought she was British. Oh, no, and she's from New York. Yeah, I didn't know that. And she's talking and I'm like, well, that's obviously not her. So who the hell oh is God. this person? Why didn't they just get her? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, and then the I, Simpsons had a problem getting somebody. Well, there was, and then they get to the credits and it says Lady Gaga. I'm like, wait, what? And I go and I look it up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I honestly, I knew nothing about this woman. I honestly thought she was British for some reason. Oh, she's a Jewish girl from New York City. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, I, it was not good because I, I just left my job and uh, the marathon started and I would lay here on the couch and watch it and I would fall asleep to it and then wake up like three hours later and I would wake up in the middle too. Like I kept waking up every hour or so. And I'd watch a little bit of it and then kind of fall back asleep. And I'm sure I was doing the thing where I was just like, <laughs> but I was, it was bad. I mean, there were, there were a couple of days where I pretty much just sat here, worked on the laptop, like worked on the website or whatever and worked on reviews and just had it on the background the entire time for my TV didn't turn off in like three days. It, wow. Yeah. It got bad <laughs> and they're still showing them now. I mean, I think every, every day, but two days a week, they're showing a ton of Simpsons on FXX again. So, uh, they should just make a channel, all Simpsons all the time. Well, I'm sure that'll happen eventually. I think FXX is pretty much going to be that because FXX is supposed to be all the comedy stuff from FX. So that's why they moved It's Always Sunny over to that. That's why they moved The League over to there. But they don't have that many comedy shows. So I think it's either going to be those shows or The Simpsons. And that's just anything that's ever going to be on that channel. Uh, so it'll be almost all The Simpsons all the time. Or all The Simpsons almost all the time. Oh, maybe I'll finally plug plug in. I watched a few episodes when I was growing up. I think my favorite one was when Michael Jackson was singing about Lisa's birthday. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's my my favorite one still ago. is probably the softball one where Burns brings in all the the pro players like Ken Griffey and everybody. That's still one of my absolute <laughs> favorites. Damn it, Mattingly told you to <laughs> trim those sideburns. Oh, he's still better than Steinbrenner. I thoroughly enjoyed the team building exercise where they had to go up to the cabin on the snowy mountain. Oh yeah. Wow. And Homer got Homer got paired with Burns. Yep. Yeah, that that was a really good one. That was like every other line in that was just awesome. And that that had my favorite with the Lenny and Carl thing. He's pulling the names from the hat and he's like Lenny and Carl. Oh nuts. <laughs> oh, nuts. I mean Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. Yep. I say that as, as Carl all the time, actually. Oh, nuts. Wow. All right. If we get into this rabbit hole, we're never going to stop. Oh, the other favorite of mine is this. Oh, yeah, that one, too. <laughs> Five hours later. Oh, remember this one time when Burns did that? Let's get back. Right. Thanks a lot, Rick. PS, PS Nation guys, sorry about that. Great. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk some extra life. Uh, Josh's, I'm sure, very short review of NHL 15 for the PS4. We'll talk some PayPal, uh, some emails maybe, and uh, we'll maybe have Rick tell us all about himself. It's already 1040 on the East Coast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, this is all your fault tonight, so you can't oh, bitch. You did that? I call, I said I'm ready, and you said, oh, good. I just finished the interview. Yeah, this I took care of business. Fault. No, this is not my fault. If I had been there, we would have just finished the interview at the same time. We'd be in the exact same place. Mm, yes. No, it's still yes. your fault. <clears throat> no, actually, we'd be far. We'd be later at this point because because you would have kept the interview a lot longer. Exactly. Yeah. 
So we'd be even later at this point. Uh-huh. So don't say it's my fault we're late. It's still your fault. It's my fault we're early. Oh, <laughs> oh of course. But it's 1040, so. Yeah, know. well. Sounds like the new math to Why don't me. just feed your kids some brandy and we don't have to worry about this crap anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just get him drunk. That was that was part of the problem. He was banging his his bottle on the table, saying he wanted more brandy. <laughs> more brandy, woman. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. First thing is first, and that is uh, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, and the reason that Rick is on the show with us this week, uh, Extra Life is quickly approaching. Uh, so the, uh, those of you that don't know what Extra Life is, something that uh, has been around for, I think, about six years now. <clears throat> and what happens is a bunch of gamers get together. Could be board games, could be video games, whatever you want to do. And a bunch of gamers get together and play games for 24 hours straight instead of running a marathon. <laughs> Who would want to do that? Uh, so instead of running a marathon, we play games for 24 hours and get people to, uh, donate money toward, uh, like, you know, maybe do five bucks an hour or something like that. Instead of a dollar a mile, you do a dollar an hour. And, uh, we've been involved with this since the very beginning. It's something that we really feel passionate about. And, uh, once again, this year, we're going to be playing for children's, uh, specialized hospital in, uh, Mountainside, New Jersey, uh, our good friends there at the hospital. And uh, it's it's just our way of supporting uh, a great organization that helps sick kids. They don't turn anybody away. It's all not-for-profit, and this is all a part of Children's Miracle Network. Uh, so uh, once again, I just got the page up on our website today, so you can go check that out. If you go to psnation.com, uh, go up to the special events section and hit uh, Extra Life 2014. This page, we'll have a link to that on the, on the front page pretty soon, but... Uh, this page is the de facto spot to see anything involved with uh, PS Nation's involvement with Extra Life. So our schedule, we're going to have our game schedule up there when we finally get that nailed down. It's got a link to the hospital if you want to find out more about them. Uh, it's got uh, the different prizes that we have. It's got, like, so what we do is a little bit different, and now some of the other ones are doing it too, but something we started doing about four years ago was we actually offer a raffle. So I contact a bunch of the gaming companies out there and they pledge prizes that we can put toward uh, this raffle. So like if you give us 10 bucks, if you donate 10 bucks, you get a raffle ticket. If you do uh $100, you get 30 tickets. <clears throat> and it's all electronic. We don't send you tickets or anything. And then the week after, we actually do a drawing and you can get one or many of these prizes or you can be a sucker like Rick. And uh, try to get a spot on the podcast for a whole show. <laughs> Sucker. 
so yeah, so this year we've we've got that again where you can sit in the third chair on the on the podcast. That's uh, the only one they ha- we have so far that has uh, a minimum total donation of a hundred dollars to be eligible for it. But uh, that's the cool thing. So if we get any more of these special prizes, uh, let's say you put twenty bucks in before, but you want to go toward that. Anything you put in after that is cumulative, so you know you can build up to a hundred dollars for the for the sit in the third chair thing, et cetera, et cetera. So I just sent the email out actually uh, last Thursday, and we've already got some pretty kick-ass prizes. Uh, in, so right now we've got ten vouchers for Octodad, uh, ten for the U.S. and ten for Europe actually. Uh, five vouchers for Oddworld New and Tasty. Uh, we've got five vouchers for The Walking Dead table for Zen, Pum- Zen Pinball Two. Uh, that's five for the U.S. and five for Europe. Uh, a signed copy of MLB 14, the show for PS4. And also, Sony's going to be sending some more games. We don't know what yet, but they've already uh, pledged two PlayStation 3s and two PlayStation Vitas to wow. win. So, pretty awesome there. Uh, and that's just the beginning, like I said. Uh, also, uh, Digital Extremes, who are the folks behind uh, Warframe, are going to be sending over a prize pack as well. I don't know what we're getting from them yet. Naughty Dog, again, are involved like they are every year. Again, we don't know what we're getting from them, but uh, they're actually, it sounds like they're going to actually order something. Uh, for prizes for us, so I don't know what we're going to be getting. I would assume it's going to be Last of Us oriented. I would assume that. Um, we also have a prize that didn't get that didn't get uh, uh, claimed from last year. So I'm going to throw those into uh, the bin as well, and that's a co- a, a pair of the Steel Series Siberia V2 headphones that uh, Josh has. Actually, don't you? You have the Siberias, right? Mm, I think you have those. No. Who the f- hmm. Thought you had a pair of those. Well, anyway, we've got a pair of those. Uh, they're they work with uh, Xbox 360, PS3, and also PC. They don't work on PS4 or Xbox One, but they're actually really nice headphones. The the, uh, the microphone especially is very good. Uh, so if you're a PC gamer, these are great for you. So I'm going to throw those into the prize bin as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we just did the email now, so we're going to be working with some of the companies uh, again this year. We're going to be using Elgato Game Capture. Uh, devices for our streaming. We're going to have both systems streaming, uh, and we're going to incorporate PS4 and PS3 as well uh, in our gaming list. So uh, we're already kind of talking about. We know for a fact we're going to do some kills on Shadowfall. We know we're going to do probably some Warhawk. Um, I know we're going to do Red Dead Redemption, even though we're probably going to have friendless, friendless problems. But we have to do that game, right, Josh? Mm-hmm, maybe. Okay, forget it. We're not doing it then. It's off the right. list. That's fine. <laughs> oh, come on. Multiplayer with horses? <laughs> come on. You can finally try to get that trophy again. Only the third year in a row. I'm going to get it, damn it. Yeah, right. Uh, so, again, we're putting that list together right now. We'll probably put some st- stuff up for a vote to see what people are interested in. Uh, one that we're definitely going to do, obviously, is Drive Club because that comes out October 7th. Uh, th- th- oh, could Pharrell be involved again? <clears throat> oh, f- uh, Frawls? Pharrell. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, uh, that big oversized hat that Pharrell wears would actually fit perfectly on Frawls' oversized head. Exactly. So, maybe. Uh, no, uh, Drive Club is uh, it's coming out like three weeks before Extra Life starts, so obviously we're going to throw that one into the, uh, into the mix here. But uh, we'll, get that, we'll get that game list kind of pared down a little bit, figure out what we're going to play, and uh, hopefully put some stuff up for for a vote as well. I mean, the problem with the PS3 stuff is I'm almost thinking that I'm going to have to use one of my alternate accounts for that night when we're on PS3. Like, have my alternate account, have people friend that one, and we'll have to use it. Because my PS3 friends list is just a nightmare right now. Mm. 
Yeah. So uh, get your wallets out. Go to the ATM machine. Do whatever you can. Uh, like I said, this prize list is only going to, to grow, and it's probably going to go quite a bit. But our team as a whole last year raised $19,660.32, and obviously we want to try to exceed that this year. So uh, if you're also interested, you can hit uh, – the the link is on our, our page right now over on the PSNation.com. Uh, if you want to join the team, so we've had a few people join the team already. Uh, join the team, play with us. You know, let us know that you're playing with us, and we'll try to maybe hook up and and you know get you guys involved in into the games that we're playing as well. Uh, but join the team, be a part of this, and uh, you know help us out and help out the local hospital that you're at. So you don't have to play for our hospital. If you join our team, you can play for the hospital that that's close to you. So uh, help some sick kids out and and have some fun doing it. I mean, look, Rick got to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah anybody can do it it's just just gotta make bring that money donate for those kids it's really important agreed agreed so we'll try to get colette to come over again and uh maybe have her <laughs> have she's the doorbell coming. sound every five seconds <clears throat> she's definitely coming yeah and yeah. she yeah she's gonna stink up mario brothers again <laughs> oh I'm, I'm gonna bring an hdmi switch this year so if we want to hook up the um since she can play with from the gamepad, but we can still maybe bring the Wii U down and hook it up. Okay. And we can switch over to her game every now and then and show how, how bad she is. Okay. So we can do that. Well, you still have to figure out how to get the 5200 on the on the stream. Wow. <laughs> really? Uh, you need a composite HDMI converter or No, something. actually, I don't. Uh, I've got a, a dongle. Composite. I've got a dongle for the uh, Elgato Game Capture HD that I can do composite video yeah, but the 5200 just has like basically a cable plug in yeah, yes i know that so i have to figure out that yes but i'm not going to do it because we're not playing 5200 uh, i am okay have fun <laughs> i am and <laughs> whatever I, there's people that want to see it because I'm it's sure they do because of the arcade game beauty of it okay well find me an adapter that works for composite video you're Mr. Technology. Do some of your own homework. You're the one that wants to play it. you got to do your own homework. Homework, please. Uh, right, we'll figure it out. Spend the rest of Just the remind me next week. No, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm no, you're not looking it up now because you got to do your review. Yeah, yeah, too late. you got to do your review of the NHL. Rest of the show. No, no, no. Come on. You know you want to talk about NHL. All those texts. You know what? I really don't. Uh, we'll do it anyway. And you'll see why. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Okay. Strap in, kids. <laughs> yeah. And actually, for those of you that don't care about NHL, you might still enjoy this. Yeah, you're going to. <laughs> oh, boy. This does not. And, and also, just to preface this, uh, we have ordered the PS3 version of this game. And it's showing up at Josh's house tomorrow. So what we're doing is we want to try to contrast some things and see if... Well, hmm. get into it, Josh, and, and we'll yeah. talk about that. So, uh, like Lance said, we did get an early review copy of this from EA, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. That was very cool of them. Um, and because of that, I found out a bunch of stuff, and now I have to talk about it. I have to explain this to everybody so yeah. that you understand and you know you can make your informed choice, as it were. Unfortunately, Josh is your information, but <laughs> your source of that information. <laughs> well, okay. Kidding. There's, here. There's a lot of problems here. Um, 
let me start with the good stuff though. Okay. So NHL 15, one thing right off the bat, I know that a lot of people it's been going around cause I, I was looking up, you know, what people were saying on the internet because it did some of this information leaked out early. Uh, you know, it was under embargo until Tuesday morning at nine Pacific. Well, it didn't leak. No. EA access on Xbox. Well, one. Now, that started it, but it did. There were people that had the full version of the game that were confirming things. Oh yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. So there were leaks around there. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, the EA access version came out on the Xbox one and everybody got to play it for six hours and freaked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, uh, the PS4 version has a lot of stuff that's missing. A lot of stuff that's missing from last year's PS3 version. Um, so uh, let me talk about the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> because the bad stuff is going to take a while. That's oh, no. kind of a problem. Yeah. But you're supposed to end on a good note. <laughs> I'm going to be all over the place here, like this oh, game my. is. Um, Hey, Rick, let's talk on I Am while he's talking. <laughs> Go right ahead. You're gonna I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, Rick might Seriously. have some questions. He he plays hockey video games every now and then. So. I'm going to miss a great show. And if, right. you, and if you have questions, kick in with them, Rick. I will, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the big additions uh, this year was that they put physics uh, on pretty much everything on the ice, um, which is the puck, the net, you know, all the sticks, the everything. So, so when a guy gets checked, does he start ragdolling all over the place? Not so much. I mean, they don't look great, uh, but they react a lot more realistically than they ever have. Uh, the puck moves a lot more realistically than it ever has. Like everything just feels a little bit better, uh, which is really nice. Um, one of the other nice additions that I was surprised with uh, and I was very happy about is that all four on ice officials are there for the first time ever. <laughs> so you have two refs and two linesmen instead of one ref running around the entire ice rink pretending that he's handling everything. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't impact the gameplay at all, but it's the realism of it that it's it's there which is really cool to see. Right. Um, the skill stick, uh, which was a cool thing um, that's been added recently. It's been upgraded this year and it's being called the superstar skill stick. Um, the problem superstar. is, and, and this is one of the big problems with this game. The only reason I even know about this, well, Besides the fact that EA sent along some information saying, hey, it's there. Yeah. I wouldn't have any idea how to use it if I didn't see a developer video from EA. Really? Explained in detail. Do this, do this, do this. And here's what it does. Oh, it's boy. nowhere in the game. Nowhere that I could find. And maybe it's in the instruction manual that's online somewhere. Yeah. Oh, wait. What instruction manual? <laughs> it's online somewhere, which I'm not going to bother going to look for. Um, yeah. Instead, I went online and looked up a video. That makes sense. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I actually put that video in the review 
in the written review because it is so important that I think people need to know that it exists and how to use it uh, because it will change the way you play the game. Um, it's amazing the stuff you can do with it. But you really, I, I played the game for hours before I found this out. And I was like, holy crap, are you serious? <laughs> this, and, and this comes right on the heels of Madden 15 and the training mode they had. Yeah. And how I was raving about that and how it really, you know, taught me all kinds of stuff about football, all the little nuances that were just lost on me for the 25 years I've been playing Madden, you know? Um, NHL desperately needs something like this. They just don't have anything like this. It's possible. It's entirely possible. And I don't think I'm going to get the chance to try this between now and tomorrow anyway, but... Mm. If you start at the beginner skill level, maybe they walk you through some of this stuff. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, but I didn't. I just said normal, and it just jumped me right in. Um, but you would think for something that's as big an upgrade as this superstar skill stick is, yeah, they'd have something in there explaining how it works and, hey, here's all the cool stuff you can do. Um, it's not there. Not that I could find. Wow. Uh, the practice mode has been stripped down to, uh, well, essentially two goalies on the ice, which makes no sense, and one player. Um, so all you what? can do, yeah, one player, that's practice mode. <laughs> so you can skate around the ice and shoot at one goalie. If you try to shoot at your own goalie, you really can't. Um, if he gets hold of the puck, he just holds it, and you start over from center ice with the puck again. <laughs> So why he's even there, I don't know. Power of the cloud. <laughs> but he's there. Uh, so, yeah, that's the entire practice mode now is just essentially you and a goalie, and that's it. Um, the modes they have, uh, it's pretty thin. Um, yeah, so Josh was texting me. And he's like, there's so much missing unless I'm missing something. Yeah. Um so what you can do, you can play your standard offline match, the kind that resulted in broken controllers and wrecked friendships on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, you can play online versus, but with that, as of right now, it's only a total of four players. The huh. Last year, they had 12. Every single person on the ice could be accounted for. And yeah. for the past couple years, because I was always playing as goalie or defense, uh, and it was awesome because you basically had a full team on the ice against another full team on the ice, and everybody was a live person playing. It was amazing. So do they yeah. limit which positions you can play, or is it any play? And you can be any player, but only four people. You you. It's the same as playing like an offline game. You just you hit the button to switch to the nearest player to the puck. Oh, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hockey Ultimate Team is there. The moneymaker, of course. The moneymaker, yeah. Buy um, cards. Be a GM. Uh, but even that's like every one of these modes that I'm mentioning has been stripped down. They're all there, but they're kind of gimped. Wow. Uh, be a GM. Be a pro. And NHL Moments Live and the practice mode I mentioned. Um, so just a, an example of some of the ones that are missing or that have been changed for some reason. 
Winter Classic is gone. Uh, the oh, NHL no. 94 anniversary mode uh, is gone, which that's not such a big loss, I don't think. Um, uh, the online shootouts are gone. Huh. Um, you can change the camera angles to a certain number. There are preset cameras uh, in the game, but they used to have a custom camera option. That's gone. Huh. Uh, the three stars of the game has been removed entirely, which flipped me out because that's just, I mean, that's a standard thing that's been around forever. And now before I get deeper into this, I think because of all the, because this information did leak out a couple days ago mm-hmm. and we've been freaking out uh, this morning at, Monday morning, as we're recording this at ten thirty, um, the one of the developers um, posted something on EA about the content patch plan. No shit. The post-launch content plans for NHL fifteen. Oh, uh, so, so they ran out of time. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And it's scary because the three stars are coming in a September patch. What's the three stars? At the end of the game, at the end of every hockey game, uh, this is just real life. Um, three stars of the game are picked. First star, second star, third star based okay. on performance. You know, the players of the game, essentially. Uh, and it happens at every single game. It, it has always happened. And okay. they just, for some they reason. Didn't have that in just, the game? That was out of the game. What the? F- yeah, something as simplistic, uh, seemingly simplistic. I know you have to kind of do some algorithms and look at stats and make decisions, but it's, it's it can't be that complicated. Wow, especially since um, they had that in the game in the past, didn't they? Everything here that's gone has been in the game in the past. Wow. That's why we we say it's quote unquote. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but that's that's the crazy thing about this. So. All right, let me. What else is going on here? Uh, <laughs> let me talk about, uh, since I mentioned that, let me talk about what's coming in September. So, what is getting patched into the game as a free content update? Uh, lucky you. No. Uh, is the playoff mode, which was missing, uh, where you can create custom offline tournament brackets um, from any of the leagues in the game. That's that's another sore spot here. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> the the leads. Um, the be a pro mode, uh, you actually finally get coach feedback while you're on the bench, which you weren't getting. Um, okay. They don't mention one of the biggest problems in the game with be a pro, which is that you cannot simulate to your next shift. Are you kidding they pulled that out. So, oh my God. Uh, yeah. So now wow. if you get benched early in the game, you got to sit through the whole game. You have to, you sit have to watch the, the computer play hockey oh from God. the, from the bench. You don't even really get a good view of the game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, that's really, really bad. And that's one of my favorite modes. And it's just a nightmare to play now. Well, that um, that just forces you to play better so you don't get benched. Well, or something. Yeah, see, I do play better and that's kind of the problem. That's another problem with that. 
that mode right now. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about the mode. Um, let me... All right. The way that works right now, um, the way it used to work, let me go back. They, they've had the past couple of years live the life and be a legend as well, where be a legend, you could take like Gretzky or Ray Bork or Patrick Waugh or, you know, one of these legendary Hall of Fame players and you can play their career and right. try to be as good as them. Yeah. Right. Gone. Oh live God. the life, uh, which is like the NBA live the life thing, that type of thing. Uh, that's gone. That's, that's not in there. Uh, so be a pro is still there. Um, what you could do for the past couple of years, and this was one of my favorite parts of the game. You create your player and you would jump into the juniors. You know, you'd go to a junior team and you would play and kind of build up your skills and get noticed and everything. And you'd go into the, um, the Memorial cup and all, and then into the draft. Um, that's gone. Oh my <laughs> that's God. All entirely gone. Wow. Uh, all you can do is either pick the NHL team that you want to play for or let the draft go and just see whatever team randomly picks you. Mm. Um, and that's it. You never, ever get to play in the minors in this mode. You don't get sent down to the minors <laughs> ever. So you're always on the team no matter what. Um, at least as far as I've seen so far. I, I have not seen any indication that any minor league games are available. Um, oh my gosh. So, you know, you get, you're, you're stuck on the ice or you're stuck watching the game depending on what goes on because you can't skip anything. The weird thing about it is when I got drafted, you know, you, you don't really have very good stats when you get drafted. I was, you know, kind of a crappy center. Um, As we would expect. Yeah. So I, I usually play defense or something. I think I should play goalie because then you're guaranteed to be on the ice the entire game. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get everybody to play goalie. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we put a lot of time and effort into the goalie, so we're just going to force you to play that, uh, yeah. that position. So the weird thing is, as as just a mediocre center uh, who got put on the third line, I got drafted by New Jersey, uh, 25th or 26th in the draft, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put me on the third line, but I start every game for the opening faceoff. I'm, I'm on the ice for the opening faceoff. I'm on the penalty kill, the power play. It's because you're a goon. Uh, no, I'm not even. I I was a playmaker. I'm set up as a playmaker. So I'm no, not no. even a guy you that You think you're a playmaker, but you're a fucking yeah. goon. This this whole thing is just... It's problems. Uh, at the end of the game, and and what I'll do is, you know, I follow what I'm supposed to actually be doing out there. I'm not out there longer than I should be. I'm over at the bench before the highlight thing comes up saying, get over to the bench. Right. Half the time, like I skate over, like I need to come off. Oh, I can't come off. All right. And I skate over, do my thing. I go back. Oh, time to get off. And I get off. Hmm. I still end up with way more ice time than anybody else on the team. Wow. Like, like 30, 40 minutes a game, which is insane. A player can't play 30, 40 minutes a game. Um, so there's problems there with the way that whole thing works. Um, so does it have a fatigue system so that uh, yeah. you actually get tired? Yeah. 
and then you sit on the bench and you watch the game, come back, watch the game and you jump back in. Um, so, uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, the ultimate edition of the game, uh, which is an extra 10 bucks. <laughs> comes um, with all those features. <laughs> now, yeah. Let me guess. It comes with the playoffs. Now you get uh, two gold card packs for the hockey oh, ultimate team God. a week for, I think it's 10 weeks, which is actually a lot more than 10 bucks. If that's the mode you play a lot, it's really worth it. Yeah. Um, but so far in that mode, it doesn't look like you can play against your friends, which you used to be able to do. It looks like you can only just get dropped into random games. Oh my gosh. Um, the connected GM, which was an online portion of it where you could, you know, everybody could be the GM of their own team and you could have a full league running with 30 owners, basically 30 GMs. Yeah. Uh, and simulate an entire season or play some of the games if you wanted, you know, go through the whole thing. That's gone. Uh, at least for now, uh, they did say that we'll be coming back in a patch. This is going to be like a 20 gigabyte patch. It's the patch is going to be insane. Um, what else? The, uh, drafting seems to be done by the computer. Um, you don't get to do any drafting. The fantasy draft option is completely gone. Preseason games are gone. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, and there's more missing, uh, than I'm even mentioning here. Uh, I linked to operation sports had a pretty good rundown of most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do, I, I put a link to that in the game. Um, let me tell you though, what is coming back according to this post that showed up this morning. Okay. Um, uh, where was that? Three stars of the game, the hockey ultimate team. They're going to be changing the layout and navigation in the store, which would be helpful and new animations for player items. Yeah. Um, improved edit line screen to better identify players that are injured or require contract extensions. That's huge because right now it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> that thing works. So that's for September, October. Uh, the GM draft is coming. Jeez. <laughs> Finally, uh, the online multiplayer mode where all, all, uh, well, all right, see, it says online multiplayer mode where every player on the ice can be human controlled. But in their mock-up and their screenshot here, it says five versus five online play. Uh, it should be six versus six because you're uh, including. They must have put the intern on that one. So I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a permanent power play or something. <laughs> see about That's the that. speed of the game. Um, so a couple of the modes are coming back. Um, not all of them, obviously. Uh, so, uh, the visuals, let me just get into the visuals and the other stuff, uh, for now. Um, well, yeah, cause we, we were talking about last week where a lot of people were judging this on the demo, which was actually a really old build. Yes. So this is, yeah, I want to hear this. It looks better than the demo. Okay. It still doesn't quite look as next gen beautiful as like Madden or NBA 2K. Okay. Um, there's really a lot of room for improvement. Um, the NBC sports branding is really cool. Yeah. They did a really good job with that. It really feels like 
an NHL broadcast. Um, you have uh, Mike Emmerich and Eddie Olchek, um, and you literally see video of them like they're up in the broadcast booth with the ice surface behind them, you know, looking down towards the ice surface behind them and everything. Now, you and I were talking about that at E3, wondering, are we going to see that a lot or is it only going to be for certain situations? Well, that's kind of the problem with this. <laughs> everything I'm, I'm telling you about that's cool comes with a caveat. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, but... <laughs> yeah, um, it's really cool and, you know... You knew they couldn't record a ton of these things. Right. Uh, they couldn't have them sitting there forever recording these things. Yeah. The problem is, all right, the idea is that they'll, they'll only do those for the big games. So they count on you playing um, Hockey Ultimate Team or the GM or the, you know, be a pro modes. Sure. Um, because they'll show up for the first game of the season for like a big rivalry game somewhere down the line for the playoffs, for things like that. Right. The problem is when they do show up, like I'm bouncing around all these different modes, you know, to test everything out and I'm playing just a bunch of, you know, regular games, um, regular single player, just quick games, quick matches. Every single one of the offline quick games starts with that. Oh, jeez. I've only seen all the games I've played. I've only seen maybe four different variations on it. Uh, and can you and skip it and repeat? Yeah, you can skip it. Okay. But, but that's part of the magic of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Because they'll, they'll show you like actual video of the arena or the city or, you know, like they do on an NHL broadcast uh, where right. they show you somewhere in the city uh, to get you situated. Like this is where we're here today in, downtown Buffalo, you know, bringing you live Buffalo Sabres and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll show you the outside and then they cut to the inside where they're sitting there talking. Um, but when they go into like the exact same presentation over and over and over again, it just, yeah. it's such a great idea and it's a really cool thing. If there are more, I haven't seen them. I mean, I'm assuming there's more than four or five, but I haven't seen more than four or five. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, hmm. The game itself looks better than the demo. It definitely does. But again, but <laughs> um, the players move and react better than they have, you know, so that that's great. The arenas themselves look awesome. They actually really did a fantastic job laying out the arenas the way they should all look, um, which is great. You know, it's more realistic. It's just adds to the, the atmosphere and everything. Yeah. Um, the, the faces on the player models are not so great. Um, <laughs> and there, there doesn't seem to be really good lighting on them. So they all tend to look kind of flat in terms of, you know, just one color across the entire face. So there's no real definition to them or anything. Yeah. Um, they just, there's not enough there that they, they don't all really look a whole lot like the players. Um, the relative heights of the players seem to be an issue. Uh, from what I could see, uh, I know some players are much taller than 
some other players and they all seem to be roughly the same size, uh, at least in the games and the, the teams I played. Um, their big thing, one of the other big things they've been talking about is they have over 9,000 crowd models mm-hmm. in, in the crowd. So for a 17, 18,000 seat arena, that's great. You know, sure. you're, you're going to have like nice variety. But <laughs> oh boy, there's going to be a lot of butts in this thing. <laughs> um, so were all these features in last year's game? And it's just this is them trying to work on a new console, or sit no. in Rogan like this for a while. Well, all all that stuff, all the all the previous stuff that I said is missing was in last year's game. This this new NBC Sports and Mike Emmerich and Eddie Olchek and all they're they're new. All this is new stuff that they're adding to try to fancy it up for the for the new gen. Um, yeah the the nine thousand crowd models. They, it's cool because they're all wearing, you know, different jerseys. They're wearing like the home jersey, the throwback jersey, the the alternate jersey, the away jersey. Everybody's wearing all different things, so it, it gives a nice variety to the crowd. Problem is, eight of them will stand up together and make the same exact movement all together and do that whole thing, and it's enough to catch Aww. your eye and see that. Oh yeah, there they are, all in lockstep, doing the same well thing. But it's yeah, but, it's it's funny that they're doing all this new presentation stuff, yet they take all these modes out. Yeah, like you would think that you would want all the modes and then worry about the the extracurricular bullshit next year. Yeah, um, but that's you know I I look at that because MLB the show has finally got it down. You know where yeah. the crowd feels alive. You yeah. know it is possible. You can do this, um, but they're not quite there yet. Like a lot of this, like the the way I feel about the game essentially is that it's a good foundation to build on. It just wasn't a complete game, you know. It's it wasn't ready to be shipped. Well, that's obvious because they're they're already talking about all the new content they're going to release as a patch. All the well, and this isn't just a fix content that's missing. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're they're adding full sections of content with these patches. Yes. It's not just like bug fixes. Yes. Wow. Um, the audio, the ice audio and stuff like that is good. Um, supposedly, they did more than thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand lines of commentary. Mm. But. <laughs> it was all just different inflections for the same phrases. Not even. I'm hearing uh I'm hearing them say the same stuff over and over and over again. Uh shots are that shot was accidentally blocked. Accidentally blocked. Accidentally blocked. Accidentally blocked over and over again. It sounds on, like when I was testing NBA Jam and all we heard was intercepted. Intercepted. Oh, intercepted. Yeah. Um and yeah, there's there's I mean, the commentary, it's better, but it's, it's new and it's rough. You know, they need to, I think part of it is the guys that have done it for years, they know how to, how to end phrases and start phrases and things like that. So that right. things get stitched together. They sound right. Right. And there are issues here and there where things just are stitched together and they're like, he's, he's all excited in one. And then he's back to like talking like this in the other one. And it just it throws <laughs> everything off completely, you know? Um, 
I did run into one game in my be a pro mode, uh, or, or it was hockey ultimate team, whichever it was, it was an offline mode. <laughs> one of the three modes that's available. Yeah, it was an offline mode, but at the end of the game, or not even at the end of the game, it was like two minutes into the game. Uh, the whole thing slowed to a crawl and I was stuck with a lot of like a slideshow basically. Wow. And I thought, well, I have to play cause if I don't play this, it's going to ruin my stats and it's going to, and like about a minute, two minutes later, I was like, I can't do this. I can't, this is unplayable. Wow. <laughs> and I had to quit out of the game entirely and start the wow. game again. Yeah. Um, and I did have that happen once online, which, yeah, you know, that'll happen. It happened like in the last five minutes of the game. Uh, all the rest of the stuff I did online was fine. Uh, played really well, played really smooth. Uh, felt like somebody was sitting right next to me uh, or that I was playing, well, a much smarter version of the AI. But <laughs> <laughs> um, But it played well. You know, the online for what's there. Uh, right now plays well. Keep in mind they are adding some of this stuff in. But as of right now, at sixty dollars or seventy, yeah. <laughs> if you buy the the big one, it's just not worth it. Yeah, uh, it's just not a complete game at this point. Uh, there's way too much that's been removed from last year's game. Um. The, the underlying game itself and the gameplay is good. It's, it's really good. But it's just not finished. Well, it's the thing. It almost sounds like you're getting an NBA Jam version of an NHL game to a certain extent. You know? yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, what you really have to do, you have to look through uh, the modes that are missing. You have to look through the modes that they say are coming in September and October and decide whether it's worth it for you. Um, depending on what you play, you know, if, if you just play offline with your friends in the house, um, and occasionally play online with just one or two people, it's great. It's, it's everything you'd need. Um, well, and, and this is kind of silly in that if you wait until the hockey season starts in late October and all this stuff is in the game, how much is this game going to cost? It's probably going to be 30, 20 bucks by then. <laughs> it's, It'll probably be 45 or something like that on Amazon, but hockey season starts October. It's usually oct- beginning of October. So October, oh. like third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, the first week. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, right at the beginning of the season is when this game will be complete. Um, but by then it's going to be discounted. Probably. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, as the game stands right now, I mean, I can't judge it based on what might be coming down the line or what they say is coming down the line. I have to judge it on what it is right now. What it is right now is it's a 6.5. Wow. Wow. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a good game underneath, but there are so many bigger issues and bigger problems considering what was here last year and what they've been building to all these years. And we left and it, E3 with so much promise. <laughs> like, we yeah. played that demo and you were like, oh, this could be it. This could be the year. Wow. Yeah. And they gutted the game to get it on the, on the PS4 on time. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if I mentioned it at the beginning. They said, because one of the things that's been floating around is, it took them two years to do this. 
they said that this was done under a 12 months uh, release cycle. Wow. So this, they have not been working on this for two years. They started it one year ago and they've been working on it to launch it right now. They, they had that in mind right from the beginning and yeah, it was not enough time. It obviously was not enough time. So, so we ordered, yeah, we ordered the PS3 one because yeah. you were saying, um, we wonder if all this stuff is missing from the PS3 version as well, which you would expect that it wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm expecting that all the stuff that was in 14 is in 15 on the PS3. Um, but I'm interested to see if they jammed or tried to jam some of the presentation stuff in there, at least the graphics and things like that. Right. Um, and what they did with the commentary and how, you know, I want to see if this is that version, if this is what we expected it to be on the PS4. Right. Um, with just, you know, not quite the physics or not quite this or not quite that. So I'll have that. Uh, well, the day this podcast comes out. Yeah. Uh, and I will play it this week and compare it and come back next week with a review of that. Um, so, but the problem is, you know, for people that say, because there are a lot of people out there that did this, they sold their PS3. And now all they have is the yeah, PS3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get hockey. And well, you know, the hockey experience right now might be on the PS3, unfortunately. Wow. At least for another year. Uh, so, yeah, I, it was a shocker to me. And it really hurt. <laughs> it really hurt coming down to that score because I kept, I kept moving and moving on the score. And I'm like, I, I can't. And then I looked at our, our listing of, you know, what the scores all mean. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I have to, I have to figure out where this really falls. Cause I think I know where it falls. And then when I read it, I'm like, that's yeah, it's, that's pretty much what it is. It's a six is, uh, Okay. It's a good idea mired in an uneven experience. Oh, there you go. That's almost perfect. Which is pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good game, good underlying game, but there's so much missing. There's some good stuff there, but there's so much missing from last year. It just, I can't recommend it at this point. Wow. Yeah. So keep an eye out for, you know, the patches that they're adding in and, Maybe it's worth it for you, you know, in two months, and maybe it'll be cheaper then. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to keep. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the PS3 one fares now. Yeah. Thing is, I probably could have emailed her and asked her to send one, but I just uh, we'll just buy it. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. That's what the Amazon uh, money's for. That's disappointing. Oh yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> Josh kept texting me. He's like, "People are going to be pissed." Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Well, the, but that's that's the other thing. Like, I was excited. I, in a way, I was excited that they sent us, like, the, the Ultimate Edition because I was like, all right, well, now I'm going to try out this Hockey Ultimate team. Because one of the biggest problems with that is that you get in there and, like, right now, my team sucks. Yeah. Because you get, like, a crappy goalie and crappy defense. I have decent forwards, but my my defense and my goalie suck just are horrible so i get scored on like the other team scores at will okay it just they the the goalie's a sieve uh 
I'm trying to get better cards and build that, you know, build him up and get a better goalie and, and do all these things. But you can't do that unless you play a ton of games or buy the packs. I'm sure they offer those for a, an affordable price, Josh. No, well, you have to buy a pack and see if you get lucky and yeah. get a good goalie. Well, and it's just whoops, like the old days with baseball so cards, yeah. Let me buy a new one, you know. So I was excited that, you know, two packs a week and a couple of rare ones in every pack. I was like, all right, so I can build up a team quicker and maybe get into this a lot more. But at the same time, I'm looking at it with everything else that's on here. Like, I'm, I love the physics behind it and I love the way it plays, but it's, it's like I don't want to do the be a pro when I'm sitting on the bench watching the game. That's crazy. You know, I mean, I remember a few years ago with MLB the show when you were playing Road to the Show, and you know, you can sim up to a certain date so you can move forward and sim up to it. But during the off season, it sims the entire off season, so you've got like a few months where it has to sim it. Yeah. And it would take forever. Step it would take step. over an hour. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And people would just complain up and down about that, that it would have to sim all these all these days and it took so long. So that was a big deal. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was tw- MLB 12, the show, where they was. finally sped it up. And all of a sudden it was like lightning fast comparatively, and it, it, it takes it like five minutes now, if, if anything. Yeah. But even just that one thing, and now you're saying that you have to sit and watch the game. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing about Road to the Show is that at least the way I um, approach it is I want to burn through. I, I want to get through a couple seasons really quick. You know, and you're playing a ton of games already, but you want to burn through. That's why they added player lock and they added all the other stuff to MLB The Show to speed up that process. And now you're, you're almost running into the same thing with hockey where you have to sit and watch the whole freaking game. That's, that's yeah. nuts. I can't believe they would let that go through. It's wow. well, that's the thing. It just it kind of sucks because there's there's so much I want to play in it because I like the presentation and I like the way it plays and I like the way it looks and everything. But at the same time, there are so many downsides to it that it just feels like do I do I really want to play it? I, I do, but it's just it becomes a drag, you know. So if you get a penalty, do you have to watch the game from the box? Uh. I have not gotten a penalty yet, but yeah, you would. Yeah, because you did in the in the old one. Um, wow. And I I usually sat in the box because that to me that was a little more interesting because you could you know when you go to the bench you can just hit the button and you're you're on the ice again real quick. But if I got a penalty, I was like, I'm going to sit in here and I'll take it. I want to watch. I want to see what happens. You know. Yeah. And I'd watch it from the box, like, don't you score, don't you score, don't you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was interesting to me. But, uh, yeah, I I haven't gotten a penalty yet, but I'm sure that you you absolutely do sit in the box and watch. So Well, when you get the PS3 version, go high stick somebody. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it for Rick. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough. Wow. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, let's talk about some PayPal stuff, and then Josh can find emails. No. Just find a couple. No. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, for those of you that might be new to the show, uh, you know, we have these affiliate links on, like, Amazon and, and GameStop and everything else. But a couple months ago, I think it was, uh, I believe it was Derek Hoff asked if there was another way that he could just throw us some money because he didn't want to use any, any of the links. He doesn't shop online. Uh, so we said, yeah, we've got a PayPal, and if you go to the website at psnation.com, and on the left side, if you scroll down, there's a little donate button. And uh, that's why we mentioned it is because people were asking about it, and people are doing it. So we wanted to take a couple minutes and thank those people that are 
uh, generous enough to send us some cash to help us keep the lights on. So uh, this week, uh, we've got first off, Tor Eric Melkovic sent us 10 bucks. Nice. Thank you. 10 bucks. That's just, uh, that's, that's nuts. That's awesome. Also, uh, our buddy Mike Bolfi, uh, Mike PSN, sent us five bucks. He says, just a little something to help keep, keep this podcast going. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Very generous of you, sir. And uh, our buddy Vitaly Skilfus says, uh, sorry, it's only 10, 10 euro or 10 bucks. He just joined the jobless club like me, so keep it up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to send us money when you're jobless, man. you got to take care of shit. TCOB, take care of business. But uh, thank you very much, sir. That was very kind of you as well. It's, he's been around for a long time. He's OG. OG. Skifalipolopolis. Aw. I think I'm saying his name right. I think it's Skilfus, if I remember right. I don't remember on. I, I, I think I asked him at one time, like, am I saying your name right? But there's so many names that I forget. I, you know, hooked on phonics works for me. That's all I have to tell you. So, and we see no emails. We have nothing to talk about now. Dude, how mm-hmm. was I supposed to find an email that quick? I'm, I'm... We had a break. <laughs> it's a, talk about our guest. Let's talk about yeah, our Rick. Guest. What's your PSN I, name? I look around. Uh, my PSN name is, is KG Bird. KG, KG Bird. B-I-R-D. And uh, for those of you who wonder what that is that's actually a really old batman the tv show reference um because um the penguin his one of his aliases was he owned the kg bird umbrella factory yep and he's a kg bird (laughs) and he's a kg bird it's very subtle yeah (laughs) well everything on that show was subtle exactly yes wow bam so yeah so that's my that's my kate that is my psn name um I have been a gamer my whole life. I actually started with Pong. Um, You're so kind of Way to name drop Pong, Rick. <sighs> tells everybody how old I was. I had an Atari 2600. Uh, and then I decided consoles were for babies. So, <laughs> PC Master Race? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, my friends used, we used to get together and drag our laptops, or our, 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 our home-built PCs, over to each other's houses and oh, play yeah. Doom. Oh, Doom yeah. over IPX. That was the best. Oh. Uh, and then uh, Kali just, came out, and you could do IPX over a TCP/IP wrapper. Uh, we never did that. That was always a local co-op thing, or a local multiplayer thing for us. But Quake, oh my god, I got so into Quake. Yeah, Quake uh, World was amazing. And I did that for a long time, and then I got out of gaming, and I, I had a Dreamcast for a few minutes. Um, nice. And then the the <laughs> PS3, when it came out in 2006, my wife got me one for Christmas, and. I played Resistance nonstop for six months. Nice. <laughs> she sounds like a keeper. Yep. I've been married for 22 years. So. Wow. Uh, but she bought me a PS3, and I must have played through the entire Resistance game like four times. Holy uh, crap. Uh, it was, I love that game. And unfortunately, none of the Resistances after the first one were as good. See, I don't agree. I actually think Resistance 3 is the best one. You know what? I haven't made it all the way through. I do have it in my collection, but uh, I want to get back to that at some point. Um, yeah, I still have to finish that. I was I was stuck at the same place Joel was. <laughs> well, you just have finished to, it with him. Just I, give me I, a call and I'll get on co-op, and I'll, I'm sure I remember how to get through all that crap again. You should do it in extra life. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, there we go. This is finished Resistance 3 and Extra Life. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I... Because I always like the first Resistance 2, but Resistance 3, man, it just... Mm. That just really... The pace was perfect, and, you know, the visuals were so good. The gameplay was so freaking solid. Everything about it was just just on, just totally on. I, I remember for my name, Fighting Chimera on boats. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. First one's always going to be my favorite, but I got on... All the way to, I guess there was a part where you had to ride on a boat and fight off the Chimera on a boat on Resistance 3, and that was when I stopped. Ah, uh, yeah, St. Louis. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't get rid of my PS3 because it's got all my rock band on it. Uh, of course. That's why you got to keep your PS3 around for all the rock band and SingStar. Uh, absolutely. Well, I don't have any SingStar, but I play the heck get out of off. Get off. Hang up. On it. Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> um, I got my I got my PS4 on launch day with Amazon. Nice, uh, and uh, and then I watched everybody not have them for six months. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Jeez. And let's see what else. I uh, well, I got my Retron Five, and I'm still watching everybody else not have them. Uh, Amazon's <laughs> been getting them because I see we we had a couple bought on our link last month. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I got mine from ThinkGeek, though, so if you can't find them on Amazon, ThinkGeek has them in every now and then. Uh, I bought an N64 recently. Um, Ugh, on purpose? <laughs> well, because I wanted to play Zelda um, Ocarina of Time, and I I have the 3DS version, but I don't know if you've ever tried playing a game on the 3DS. Oh, mm. uh, that I just didn't like the screen. I didn't like the 3D. I didn't like holding it in my hand. So yeah, I went and bought an N64 and said, I'm going to do this old school. Uh, oh, OG. Yeah, old upstairs I actually have a 34-inch HD2 TV that I bought, you know, like 10 years ago. Nice. And that's where you play old games is on a tube. <laughs> yep, I've got an old 32-inch Sony Vega that I play all my uh, old stuff on. And and there nothing beats it. So I I love playing games that have adventures and stories, so I love the God of War series. Nice. I love, you know, uh I I fell in love with Fallout and Skyrim and Mass Effect, and I still play shooters because I got hooked on Call of Duty 4. I think I prestiged a couple of times on that. And I still think that's the best Call of Duty ever. That is the best Call of Duty. Yep. Nothing else has come close. Nope. Uh, and, yeah, I, I like Battlefield. I, I played a lot of MAG when it came out. Nice. Uh, I love MAG so much. And... I have a friend who got a platinum in it, and that guy's crazy. That's, man, that's <laughs> nuts. I can't even... Wow. Because I remember, I remember playing that game and people talking about it, and they're like, we'll never get the platinum for this. There's no way. Uh, he got one. Um, and I remember saying to him, oh, my, you're crazy, dude. And he played it for like 600 hours to do I was going to say, did he just quit his job and quit his life and just play that game? Because 600 no. hours, that's about a, how much time the servers were actually up. Yeah, I think he just... I think that's all he did was he went home and he played mag all night. Wow. Um, and, and that's crazy, but, uh, no, that's, uh, that's my gaming story. I also have, I ha- I got a, um, I also have an Xbox one. Um, there was, there are was we like, friends on Xbox one? Uh, we probably should fix that, but I, I got it friends. on, I got it on uh cheap ass gamer for like an hour. You could get, an Xbox One with the Connect for four hundred bucks, and I did that. I was one of those people. <laughs> did you see the shit that's coming out this week? You can get uh, the Connectless One. Uh, you can get it with um, it's the Madden bundle, and you get a fifty dollars gift card for three ninety nine. Oh wow! Giving them away now. 
Well, they, they can't sell them. I mean, well, yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I've, I've listened to you guys talk about the Xbox one over the last few weeks. And it's, I just, I agree with everything you're saying that the PS4 is just a better machine all around. Oh, I, I, I forgot. I, I was playing around with the Xbox one this week and I actually have two things nice to say about it. So number one, they have this thing called upload studio. And in, so, so you know how you can save your video clips and everything else on PS4 and you can do that on Xbox one as well. Um, they have this thing where it's right on the interface and you can go and you can check out other people's clips. And uh-huh. so it's not like, it's not, it's kind of like how they have live from PlayStation on PS4, but instead it's not live. It's just the save stuff, but they have, <clears throat> they actually have somebody at Microsoft that hosts it and they do like our favorite thing, top 10 lists, like top 10 kills of the week and Titanfall and, and that sort of thing. It's a really cool concept. I think it's not really, uh, I don't think it's done very well. I think it can be doing, done a lot better. But I think that would go over so well on the PS4, and I think Josh and I should host it. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying. That would be cool, except I can't use any of those features because I was dumb in 2006, and I made my KG Bird account a sub-account, so none of that stuff works. Oh. Time to well, get new Chivos. I've got like four years of plus. I've got, you know, level 13. Oh, hell no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think my gamer score has gone up by a thousand, by the way, since I got the Xbox One. Just oh. from playing games. I mean, it, it, it's just funny. Like it was at twenty six, I think, for a while, twenty six hundred and something, and it's up to like thirty five hundred now. Yeah, mine hasn't moved much at all. Mine yeah. is somewhere around six thousand or so, and I I know that's low or lowish, but. Yeah. It didn't dawn on me until I looked at how many Xbox games I have, like Xbox 360 mm-hmm. and all. And, and I realized that there's a potential thousand for every single one of them. And I'm like, I only have like 6,000. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, wait, I can tell you right now. I have 111 disc-based Xbox 360 games. Oh, my God. I think I have like eight. Wow. And one of them I can't play anymore, Chrome Hounds, because they took the servers offline. I think I have like 20, but wow. wow. That's, um, oh, hey, I did just add Rock Band and Rock Band 2. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I'm doing in this generation is all digital. Oh, well, suck. Yeah. So I don't have a single disc. I just like having a jukebox. I'm not doing all digital. I got Destiny digitally uh, just because I want it. I don't want to carry the disc around because I, I take the other PS4 with me on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, don't want, I didn't want to have to remember to bring the disc with me because I had that problem with BF4 where I forgot to bring the disc one time. And all of a sudden, I, I wasn't going to be back home for two weeks. I'm like, shit. So I bought it digitally because I, I know I was going to play it enough. So, But there's still games I get on disc uh, just because – I mean like – I stupidly got Madden digitally, which I shouldn't have done because. Uh, but well, I don't sell. I don't disc from my cold dead hands, man. There's no I don't. Way. I don't sell my games either, but but I, mean, I can't. Madden, I could. I can't full full size games like that. I just cannot do digital. I mm. can't. I can't because. But it's, it's one of it's those so things with a two terabyte drive. Oh yeah, and that's great when they take the servers down and your hard drive crashes and you can't ever get it back. Well, they haven't taken the servers down yet for PS3. 
Well, that's because the PS3 is still selling and it's got 80 million people on it. <laughs> uh, it will come down at some point Never. and you'll lose it. Yeah, you know? I know. I, that'll happen someday. But, um, well, speaking of the two, ter- two terabyte hard drive, I got one of those. And the process for putting your stuff back on the PS4 is so much better than the PS3. Oh, my God, yes. Night and day better. <laughs> and it's um, so funny when I got everything installed on the other PS4 and I still have 1,500 gig free or something like that. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Nice. they got to do something about that user interface, though, because I have this line of icons that just seems to go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> problem. It is funny, though. I always, I always bitch about voice commands and everything, but... That's oh. the one thing I use is I'll say PlayStation and then library and it pops right over. You know, I, I forgot about this when, uh, just the other night when I was going to move my NHL file yeah, uh, so that I could play it upstairs. It told me I didn't have room on. You did not fill up your cloud storage already. Yeah, I did. I yeah, bet you, you know what? You want to check your Madden because I noticed my Madden, Madden? the new Madden was not overriding stuff. And there was like, there were like eight or nine items in there. Yeah. And they were huge. Madden was 138 megs and NBA 2K is one file and it's 230. Oh something. my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like Africa. And, and that's why. And like those two, because I was like, because I skimmed into it. I'm like, that's impossible. And I looked in and I'm like, these are all 11 megs, which seems to be like the standard file size. Yeah. And then it goes up from there. And I'm skimming through. I'm like 11, 11, 11. So I started adding them up and I'm like, wait, 130. Whoa. 200. Uh, oh. <laughs> but wow. there were a bunch. Like there were some that were like in the 60s. There were some that were. Yeah. But they add up very quick, and suddenly I was over a gig. I'm like, holy shit, how did that happen? And that brings me to the other thing I wanted to praise the Xbox One on, and that is their cloud storage. Number one is unlimited, with, with yeah. but you have to have gold. Mm-hmm. But it's unlimited, just like you have to have plus on the PS4. But also, it actually syncs up and down automatically. Yeah. So, if you, like, uh, because I did a factory reset on my Xbox uh, I had some save files up in the cloud for like Forza and for Titanfall, especially when I put the disc in and started the game up, even though I had some problems with the installs and everything. Okay. A lot of problems with the install still, even after the factory reset. Um, when I got into the game, all of a sudden it popped up a window and said syncing and it actually pulled that down automatically instead of me having to go find it and pull it down from the cloud. So again, saying good things about the expo and so we can leave me alone for a week. Those oh, I, can, I can complain about five other things, by the way. Those I am not an Xbox. <laughs> those couple yeah. of things are things that Sony has to announce at the next E3. Yeah. They're just they're getting rid of the one gig or yeah, one well, gig. Well, I, I think they probably will because they probably didn't realize that some of these companies are having they have such big freaking save files. Yeah. Um, so I think that will happen. Honestly, I, it was something I was thinking about last week. Even. Um, too. Yeah. Um, what I do like. Though, and this is something I'm. I don't know if Sony's going to do this. I think they keep shying away from it because of all the problems they've had with the PSP and everything. But um, the Xbox One and we, you, you can plug an external drive in and put your games on that. Yeah, they'll never do that on PlayStation Four because yeah. because well, but the thing is, I would rather have a single drive inside my system and and. 
the thing is, with Sony giving you a specific firmware so that you can put a drive in there, I think is leaps and bounds better than being able to just plug a USB 3 drive in. And, and I know it's easier to do it that way, but the problem is, because of the way the file systems are set up, they're separate. So it was kind of like the PSP Go, where you had the internal memory, and then if you put a card in, it was external, and you couldn't... You couldn't act. You couldn't like bind those two memory spaces as one memory space. You have to keep them separate, and that's the same way with the Wii U and with uh, the Xbox One. So now you're managing your data more, and and you have to know how to do that. So yeah, it's easier to plug it into the back, but at the end of the day, you have to use their software still to manage all that stuff. Well, I would actually, rather just have a two terabyte drive in there and be done with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but so, I'm gonna run out of two terabytes of space. I guarantee it. And well, then, but by that time, the four terabyte will be out. Oh, yeah, and it's only $10,000. No, it won't. <laughs> Two terabytes is $100 right now, dude. Right now. And how much is four terabytes right now? There isn't a four terabyte laptop drive. Exactly. Well, so you're bitching. You're, no. you're amazing. No. <laughs> dude. Wow. You're, you, um, the thing is, you're only going to be able to put a two terabyte on the outside unless you get a really big drive. Then you're going to have this big honking drive sitting on there for four terabytes. That's USB 3.0. Yeah, that's hidden behind everything. But give me the option. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. I know. Well, and on the actually, uh, tell it to just use one of the drives, so you don't have to split it. Yeah, but but I think uh, that's fine. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think, where they get confused is that they think they can unplug that drive and take it to another Xbox One, and you can't. It's tied to that Xbox One when you do that. No, well, it's the same with the Wii U. I don't, I don't yeah. expect that you can do that. I mean, that's, no, no, there that's are people that expect in. that. I've seen it. Yeah, but there's people that expect a lot of dumb things. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like our first email. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's read that then. <laughs> Go ahead. So this is from someone that we've had around for a long time, and I can't <laughs> believe this. This is from Marquise Haywood. And at first, I thought that this was a joke, and it's not. He says, it's getting really annoying hearing you guys trying to push indie games and make it seem like there's something wrong with people that don't like indie games. Most of us right. are... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Stop right there. Listener, are we, are we actually doing that? Are we coming across that way? Cause I didn't I don't, think so. I don't think so. I, I, think we, I think the point we're trying to make is give them a try and don't <laughs> just shut off. Let's hear from the audience. Okay. Ah. <laughs> All right, I will pretend to be the audience for a minute here. You guys just talked up this uh, this Raise the Dead game and No Man's Sky, and these are all smaller games from smaller companies, and I don't see that as a problem. Well, I mean, if you want to really look at indie games too, Minecraft officially is an indie game. So, yeah, nobody cares about that. But like Counter Spy, we, we talked up like, man, sure. I love Counter Spy. I yeah. absolutely yep. love it, but... Are we, like he says, are we trying to make it seem like there's something wrong with people that don't like indie games? Do, I mean, well, no, even though I, there is. Well, <laughs> I think there's a set percentage of the population that are going to play Call of Duty and they're going to be happy with that and don't want to hear about anything else. But yeah. people need to have an open. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, it, here's my opinion. It shouldn't matter the size of the team that makes the game. If the game's good, the game's good. Yeah. But it, it what what frustrates me is when somebody hears indie and just doesn't give it a chance. Yeah. And I think that is counterproductive. It should be about the games and not how many people are making it. 
Yeah, so. I don't think it matters how big or small the game is. If it's fun, it's fun. Freaking exactly. Call of Cars was one of my favorites. Yeah. And that's a little tiny game. Yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, most of us are not against indie games. It's just that we didn't pay $400, uh, $400 plus on a PS4 just to play iPhone-quality games. Wow. And to top it off, indies on PS4 are, are 15 to $20 when you can get most for less than $10 on Steam or a game of similar quality on Android slash iPhone. Indies aren't that amazing, guys. Oh, I see where this guy's going. Um, he's just trying to say there should be real games on PS4, which I can't disagree with. <laughs> well, no, I mean, having more, like, big games, I agree, too. We need more of them, and... and it, this happens with the new console generation. Honestly, I think we got a pretty damn good launch lineup on this generation than any other console in terms of number of good quality games. I mean, none of them were, right. you know, AAA tens out of tens, that sort of thing, but we got a lot of games. So, all right. So his, his issue is now that, or, or we're interpreting his issue is that, um, the PS4 is just flooded with all these quote unquote cheap games that who cares about? Why don't we have, you know, our bigger games? Yeah. Uh, If you look at the Xbox one, just as an example, because I was like, wow, all right, I have an Xbox one now. Let me see what game I can download because I didn't have any disc based games at the time. Right. Granted, a lot of the stuff I just happened to have because it was on PS3 before that and or PS4. Um, But the selection of games seemed so much slimmer on the Xbox One than it does on the PS4. Yeah. Go back to the PS3. Uh And, (laughs) yeah, go back to 2006 when that launched and go right through to 2007 when people were still screaming, there are no freaking games on this. Where are the games? Where yep. are the games? Yep. For a year, two years, people were screaming, where are the games? This sucks. Sony made a conscious effort knowing that the bigger games are more expensive. They're more difficult. They're, you know, there's a lot more involved in those and you're not going to have as many as though of those, right? especially at the beginning of the console life cycle. You never do. At the beginning of any console life cycle. So they made a conscious effort to say, look, there's a ton of great games out there. Great games, period. You know, it doesn't matter how big they are, how small they are. They're made by smaller developers. Some are made by bigger developers. It doesn't matter. These games are all out there. Let's get games on the system. Yep. You know, games on the system that people can take a chance on. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. They're relatively cheap. You know, and they can you, fill in the gaps. Yes, they're they're there so that you have choices. That that there's something for you to play, something for you to check out, something that you might fall in love with, uh, instead of just barren nothing for months on end. That was the biggest complaint on the Vita when that first launched. Yep. We had that huge launch lineup, and then there was nothing for months. We'd get like one game every two months, two games, you know, in two months, and we were thrilled. Uh, But now it's getting flooded with all these smaller games, and I love it because I'm really finding all this new stuff and 
Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying it. I'm getting choked up here. <laughs> um, but really, I, you know, I'm finding all these new games that I never would have tried before. I never would have been interested in, but I see video on them or I, I get a demo of it or I get it on plus and I'm like, holy crap, this is like a really good game. This yeah, is fun. Yeah. So I, some of them I get and I'm like, ugh, garbage. And I delete it, you know, yeah. but, but it's there. It's, it just gives you more options and it gives you something to get you through those big long droughts when there are no big triple a games coming out. And well, I, and just and, having that option is a good thing. Whether yeah. you like whether you specifically like the game or not, the option is there. Yeah. Rather than having nothing at all. Well, and flashing back to earlier, remember I told you all I played was resistance when I got my PS3. This is much better. At least you've got other things you can try. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's why. Like all I played for months was Resistance, Ridge Racer, oh. and the Gran Turismo demo that came out of Christmas. Prologue. Yep. Yeah, not not even prologue. It was something. oh yeah yeah yeah. It was the dem- It was some. It was one course. Was the one um, track and uh, it was yeah. wasn't it Grand Turismo Academy or something? No, it wasn't even Academy. I think of which one that is because it Hang was on, prologue I'll and then it was yeah. No, it was the it was the demo for prologue. I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was a downloadable it was Grand Turismo HD concept. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was the one one of the tracks from prologue. Yeah, it was the yeah. Alpine track. Uh, I can't remember the yeah. name of it. Yeah, it was the one that came out in um, GT Five. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Was it was launched on Christmas Eve? Um, yep. Because I remember I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's actually a game on the network." <laughs> I had to go through the HTML store and download it and wait because you couldn't even background download anything. Yep. And, oh come on, I man! Mean, Super Rubadub. But that's the thing. Oh, but think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Think about how little there was to play in every single game that came out I bought because there was nothing on yep. there. It was a barren it, wasteland because nobody was. was ready. Yeah. But yeah. that's the way it is at the beginning of every console generation. I think that this is a good thing. You know, take away the label indie games and just say it's a game. You know? And that's the thing. I mean, and then judge it based on the game. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's funny when that, that, that label indie game it's it's been it's been argued for like 5 years now because what constitutes an indie and what constitutes like a full you know $60 game at you know or, or a big just studio a regular game. full development right. studio yeah i mean when you think about it like the atari 5200 and the and the 7800 and everything else those games were a lot of times made by one person are they yeah. indie no they're not, you know, but yeah. nowadays if you hear that, oh, it's only a team of eight that worked on it, oh, it's an indie game, screw it. But, I mean, the Oddworld games that, that Just Add Water are doing, those are indie. Minecraft is indie. It's a small team. You know, it, there's, there's, there's games out there that are officially titled or, or t- officially categorized as indie, but they're insanely popular. Look at how big Minecraft is. It's one of the most popular games out there for any ca- uh, platform right now. But it's an it's officially an indie. So just I guess my my whole thing like I said is just get rid of the mindset that if it's indie it's small and crappy and just think games and if it looks like a game that you might have fun with, try it. Because you're paying less and Look at Towerfall Ascension. If you have friends to play that game with, it's like eight dollars or no, it's fifteen bucks or whatever. It's amazing. 
Yeah, that was one. Like you kept talking it up, you kept talking it up, and then I was watching people play it, and I was like, eh, yeah. it doesn't look that interesting to me. But when I sat down, I played it. Holy, yep, is that fun? <laughs> and, it, well, and then there's also the Pixel Junk games and Journey oh, and Journey, yeah. <laughs> Which again, you know, anything from that game company is officially that's an indie studio. And it won so, Game of the Year at how many different outlets? Including PS Nation. The listeners well, voted on it. Relevant, though. It's... No, but the listeners voted on it. And <laughs> exactly. They picked that as Game of the Year. Yeah, and so. that game company is an indie. But look, I, I don't feel that we're trying to say there's something wrong with people that don't like indie games. You don't like them, you don't like them. Yeah, but, sure. But there's a there. lot of people that get consoles just to play Call of Duty every year. Seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I mean, when I got the Sega Genesis, I was, I bought every single EA sports game that came out. I had rugby, I had tennis, I had, because I, that, it was a sports machine to me. You know, I played some of the platformers and I played a bunch of the other games and I found, I found games that I liked, but I always came back to the sports games. Like that was always what I was pushing on that. The flurry of tennis games on 16-bit. I remember going to CES in Chicago. (laughs) <laughs> and it was David Crane's Amazing Tennis. There was Super Tennis from Namco. Or no, from Nintendo. There was a Namco Tennis. Uh, there was one from EA on the Genesis. Like There were all these tennis games. And I remember uh, that's the CES that Rock went with me to Chicago. And you could go play Amazing Tennis. And if you played it, they would give you a, a tube of tennis balls. You know, three mm-hmm. tennis balls. And... and See, it's so funny when you look at these CES videos because, like, Josh knows and, and MJC never know now. Like, you go to E3 and it's just, it's a lot of people. You if when you went to CES, you could walk up to almost any game and just start playing because it just it was never overcrowded. And I remember Rock going back like every time we come back to the hotel room, he'd have like three tubes of, of tennis balls. I'm like, what the hell, man? And he goes, there was never anybody playing, so I just go over and and she'd recognize me and she's like, oh, go ahead. And you get more tennis balls. <laughs> but, I mean, there were so many freaking tennis games. But the best one still is World Court Tennis on the TurboGrafx because there's an RPG in it. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's awesome. You had to play Tennis King. Well, the one the one from EA was IMG International Tour Tennis. I yep. actually have it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got into other games on the Genesis. I had, the like, Flashback I found in Desert Strike and that whole series and... Uh, you know, the Sonic games and the Star Trek Next Generation game, which was fantastic. Um, it really was. It was amazing. Um, but there were plenty of games on there. I, I played Street Fighter like a madman on that. Um, just mashing buttons like crazy. But sure. my friends and I just had so much fun with that. I remember having a party where we had all three versions. So we had the Turbo Graphics one from Japan. We had the Super Nintendo one, and we had the Genesis one running. And everybody's like, because the Turbo Graphics one was phenomenal. And I had a six button controller you had to get from Japan for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Street Fighter 2 was big back then. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. You know, there's, it's just games are games. I, that's the thing. It's. It shouldn't matter how much how much the budget was. If it's fun, it's fun. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. Yep. Me too. Yep. I agree with you guys. If there's a good game, it doesn't matter whether it's 10 bucks or 5 bucks or I mean, look at how much 
other console, but look how much fun people had with Geometry Wars, and it was five bucks. Yeah, and it was fantastic. I used to play Geometry Wars like crazy. Yeah. But anyway. So, sorry, Marquise. We, I, I think you're misguided a little bit in, in what you think we're telling you, but we're just saying give it a try. That's his opinion. That's fine. Yeah, but that's fine. We're probably not going to stop talking about him. Nope. <laughs> it's a game we like. We're going to talk about I'm, it. Because there's so many damn good games coming out. I'm telling you. It's, it, the stuff I saw this year at E3, that we saw at E3 this year, there yeah. were some amazing games. And the cool thing is... What I like about some of the, the, the smaller dev teams that are independent is that they kind of think outside the box a little bit and they bring you these, these alternative-style games that don't fit the cookie-cutter stuff that we get from the bigger studios nowadays. And good or bad, I mean, it's, it's good that they're thinking, but what I really like and what I support are the, the ones that are different, but they're not different just to be different. They're different because they found out or they came up with an idea that really works and it's just good, you know, because I've always had that problem and I've, I've said it many a time before, but you would see people out there like support indie games. And even if it was total shit, they would tell you to support them. I'm like, no, you're telling you're, you're reinforcing them by saying, you know, your game is good, even though it's not good because you're giving them money. And I don't agree with that. Support the good indie titles, support the good games out there, big or small. That's all. I'll get off my pulpit now. Well, that comes down to the next game because, I mean, <laughs> this yeah. next email. Because this could have been done by a small indie team. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, this is from David Bouch. Yep. We were actually talking about this during a game this week, so I said to email us. Yes. Uh Josh, a quick question that will not stop me from playing NHL 15. Well. That indie title. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These questions won't stop you from playing. Maybe my review will. Yeah. Um, so I said, do sticks break in different locations? I only had a handful of sticks, maybe three or four I saw break. And they all seem to break right in the center sure. of the stick. Uh is there a partial glass break? I did not see a single glass break in any of the games I played. I don't know if it's there or not. It could be. Um, I mean, there were there were older versions of the game that I would go through an entire, you know, quote-unquote season or two, and I'd see the glass break once. Huh. Um, and then there were other versions where it broke like five times a game. So um, do sticks get stuck in the net or boards? Not that I've seen. It doesn't look like they would. Uh, the collision stuff, it's off in places. Um, you'll see uh, sticks kind of go through things every now and then, so it doesn't look like they they get stuck in the net or boards. Um, huh. In terms of, I think that's because of all the physics that have been added to everything, but they're still, much like Madden, you know, where Madden has been upgrading everything, they're still clipping, there's still guys that walk through other guys and stuff here and there, so. Yeah. Just kind of happens. Mm. Um, he says, I'm really impressed with the demo, but was hoping these things would happen next gen, but maybe I'm hoping for too much too soon. Well, considering what, what didn't make it to this gen, uh, I think you can wait on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's small potatoes considering what else is kind of not there right now. Uh, so it says, thanks Dave. Yes. So that's, 
There you go. There's your answer, David. Hmm? Yeah. All right. We're done. Rick, you made it. Wow. Man, this 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 is a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't even one of the long... Well, I don't even know how long this was. Well, a, well, the interview went about a half an hour, too, so I got to put that in still. You guys yeah, were at the interview. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, uh, sir, thank you for donating for Extra Life. And, uh, you know, hopefully this was everything you wanted it to be. I wasn't really sure what I wanted it to be, but it was a lot of fun. So thank you, guys. Oh, I good. appreciate you having thank me you. on and letting me talk about games with somebody. It's really cool. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. And thanks for coming out to round one when we were out there for E3. It was good to meet you finally. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go back and play some games there. I didn't even know it was there. So that, that is a rocks. cool place. F yeah, that I like I love that place. But again, the just to harp on that a little bit, the donation was I mean, that's a huge thing because yes, it is. Glenn and I went there and we saw the place and we saw the kids that are there and we saw what it's like and every dollar is really important and it's really good that we can we can all help them out as a community. It's it's very cool. I'm, I'm yeah. really proud of that. Yeah. Well, I'll be back again this year, and uh, my daughter and I will try to play as much of the 24 hours as we can. Nice. We kind of pooped out at like 1 o'clock in the morning last year, but uh, <laughs> the donation <laughs> went in early. <laughs> well, it's, it's Yeah, it, it, and that's actually, I mean, that's what makes it so much easier for Josh and I to get through that 24 hours is the fact that so many people in our community are there with us, and you know we get to play all these games with each other, and, and there's so many memories, and you know then I had to spam everybody on Twitter when uh, I tried to put the replay up on YouTube because their you know Twitch is changing things, so it was 97 parts, mm. but it was it's so worth it because there's so many great moments from last year. You know, just Josh going into this laughing fit when he's playing Red Dead Redemption for about a, a what an hour and a half, just laughing I- hysterically. I couldn't breathe. I was I was tearing up, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it, it always elicits a lot of great moments, and uh, you know it's it, it's fun because we get to have fun and still help these people out. And uh, children specialized, especially, is something that it's great to support them because they're a lot kind of like a lot of people have heard of St. Jude's Hospital. Uh, children specialized is a lot like them, where they're a not for profit, but they don't turn anybody away. You know, they, they, uh, they're there for the kids and they're doing a lot of good. And, and like Josh said, you know, we've, we've been there and, and done a tour and met a lot of the kids and, and met the staff. And, uh, it's, it's something that, that we really believe in and, and we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't believe in it. And, uh, we've gotten to know, uh, the Children's Miracle Network, uh, staff there quite, quite well. Uh, they have an intern now, by the way, Josh, so we have to meet the intern. <laughs> That poor girl. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. She's she's doomed. So it's going to bring the brownies and cut and, uh, and <laughs> bring a picture of Colette stuff. and put it in front of her face. <laughs> she's going to wear a little Colette mask. It'll be a picture just cut out with like a rubber band attached to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just had flashbacks. So was it Joel on a stick? Oh, boy. Oh, don't bring that up. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joel on a <laughs> stick. That thing. Joel on a stick opened so many doors for us, it's not even funny. It's true. Man, just nonstop. Hey, can you take a picture with this? Oh, by the way. <sighs> that was the thing. Joel on a stick was getting so many women that one yep. It was insane. And he was on the uh, front page of the LA Times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Attention that, whore. I love that picture, though, because that I'm looking off. Awesome. 
I'm looking off in another direction, like I'm contemplating life, and Joel on a stick is there with his like Mario hat. Oh, Mario hat. <laughs> it was so much fun. I still have the clip on my TiVo oh. of G4 when they were in the front foyer where Sony had the at Sony, yeah, and we were both behind there. Uh, I think it was I don't remember who it was anymore that was on stage with the G4 crowd, but we had Joel on a stick standing there for like two minutes on G4. Yep. I still have that clip, though. Every time I saw one of those cameras, I was like, whoa. And I pull them out, and I just kind of wander around in the background, back and forth. And then Joel on a stick got me uh, less airtime on the PlayStation blog video because they were like, get it out of there. It's true. Yeah. Because yeah. he was wearing his Kratos uh, body. Yeah. Josh, like, yeah. walked behind, and they cut the camera away. Like, thanks a lot, dick. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Aww. That was that was the second year. The second year, the first year was just like a last minute thing. Like, oh, let me put Joel. this face on there. Yeah. yeah. And then the second year, I was like, wait a minute. I can add Jesus. like Velcro and I can put outfits and I can wear, oh, I could even put hats on him. He had a tuxedo and, and he had a yeah, Mario it was like outfit. A whole Barbie dress up doll. It was fucking awesome. What would you all have? You, yeah. You had the, you had the you Mario, had a, you had the Kratos, you had the tuxedo. He, uh, what else did you have? I had. No, no, there were at least two more. God, um, and that was because, the year of the riot. Yeah, the the Mario because there were multiple. Oh no, there there was the baseball one. Oh yeah, because we we it, had him at Angel Stadium and then the yeah lost the, the pictures Angels, when your camera got stolen. Yeah. yeah, the Angels hat and the Yankees hat. That's right. So that I could flip him. Yeah, and the the look the two looks on his face like the Angels the hat was the good look. And uh, the sort of angry, skeptical look was the Yankees hat. Because we walked by these guys and they're like, what the fuck? What's with the Yankees hat? And I'm like, God, oh, I flipped him around. I'm like, see, see? And they're like, yep. all right. Because <laughs> they were going to kill us. I was like, whoa. Yep. Well, cripes, there were more Yankee fans at the Angels game than there were Angels fans. There were. Man. Yeah, that's, that's kind of uh, an L.A. thing. Yeah. That was disgusting. <laughs> you go to the games and... You know, there's just other people's teams there, and it's that's how LA is. <laughs> oh, that that E3 had. We have so many memories from that E3. That was fun though, because I mean, the Mario thing. It was a full body Mario, and yeah. then uh, and then the Mario hat. Yeah, which just fit beautifully over that head. God, <laughs> it was so much fun. <sighs> that shit was, was hilarious. Just, oh, it was just so much fun. That's when we did the live show, or we did the after E3 show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because a he came. Meltdown. We picked him up at the airport, and I was standing there. All all the limo drivers are standing and there, the, with like the signs that have names on them. I'm standing there with Joel on a stick in a tuxedo. Yep, holding him up, and everybody's looking at me like, "What the?" F-? And I made you guys stand away from me, so yep. it looked like I was like an official person. Well, there. I took a picture. I have a couple of really good pictures with some great depth <laughs> and everything of Joel way off in the distance walking up, and you've got Joel on a stick standing up. <laughs> He walked up. He's like, so I guess this is me then. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody watches that, uh, that comic meltdown on Comedy Central, that's where we did the live show that year after E3. Same exact place. And now you see it, you know, and they've got like this nice little green room and this control room and everything else. Yeah. When we were there, they had like this old mixer from the 1950s. Uh, and there were like boxes everywhere in the room and everything. I had to climb over shit to get to it. Yeah. Uh, the sounds was just a joke. The green room was like the storeroom. We hid Joel in that storeroom for like two hours. Poor guy. We didn't want anybody to know he was there. It was supposed to be a big surprise. Yeah, and we did. We pulled it off. Nobody knew. 
Yeah. And I was just <laughs> freaking out trying to get everything set up. I just kept, I had to keep going in there and giving him more beer because <laughs> yeah. it was like, what the hell's going on out there? I'm like, here, here, drink. <laughs> <laughs> then I kept getting vodka lemonades from you because I was getting all stressed. <laughs> I need a drink. That sucks. That recording got screwed up because like, I forgot to hit a button. I'm so pissed. Yeah, I mean, we still got it recorded, but it was all uh, blasted out. Sucks. That but that was still a fun time. That was a great night. Yeah. Mexican, going to get Mexican food, and the mariachi band at the place was drunk off their asses, and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, we've lingered long enough. Let's go through the regular stuff here. So if you want to email us, you can do that a couple of different ways. You can hit that Contact Us section over psnation.com. Just look on the left side, scroll down, you'll see that right by that PayPal Donate button. Uh, you can also uh, email us at podcast at psnation.com. You can uh, leave us a voicemail a couple of different ways. You can either call us on Skype at WDT-Torgo, or you can call us at 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. Don't forget to check out the Facebook group where we had a shitload of D-bags this week. Uh, just nonstop D-baggery. It, it, uh, it got pretty bad, so hopefully we can... I don't know. Hopefully people will settle down. Maybe maybe it was just all the stress from Dest- Destiny on the Horizon, and they'll chill out a little bit. Uh, but you can also like the page over at Facebook as well. So just do a, a search for PS Nation. You'll find both of those there. Uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, you can find us on Stitcher. Uh, go over to Stitcher.com, and you can find all the players. There's a web player. There's uh, mobile apps for pretty much every platform out there, and you can find us in the video game section. You can subscribe to us there. Uh, you can find us at uh, on Twitter. You can find Josh at PJF Josh, or you can find the regular account at PS Nation. We're almost at sixteen thousand followers, dude! Holy nice. crap! What the hell? I am at nineteen fifty something. Ooh, almost two thousand. Yeah. Oh, the problem is you gain one and then you lose five when you start posting your exactly. weird rantings. Oh yeah, weird rantings. <laughs> posting your Tiffany videos and. That should be gaining me followers. No, Debbie Gibson should be gaining you followers. Tiffany no, no, no. he's, he's Lady Tiffany, Gaga now. Tiffany was the sluttier yeah. one. Man. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, all those Lady Gaga videos from Europe. That's right. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> from her. Oh, yeah, because I research and know anything about Lady Gaga. I don't even like Lady Gaga. I knew she was from New York somehow. I don't know why. Yeah, I think yeah. you know what I think it was. I think I when she first kind of came into you know into the public, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" And I looked at her like, eh, "Whatever." She's trying to be Madonna. Okay. I didn't even look her up. I... But that's the thing. Like everybody dumped on her for basically doing everything that Madonna did, and everybody's dumping on Miley Cyrus now for doing everything that Madonna did. Well, I think the Miley, Miley Cyrus thing is the fact that she was kind of this you know, squeaky clean Disney kid and she's basically alienating her entire listenership by she's becoming not, an absolute whore on stage. She's not though, because she's bigger than she's ever been because she's she's got this whole audience of people that they see that as, yeah, you're the rebel and these old people don't get it and you're one of us and uh, this is you know I just wish she'd go away. I I think she's brilliant. I, all of them. I I don't really like Lady Gaga. I don't really like Miley Cyrus for her music or anything like that. But I think they're both brilliant because what was everybody talking about for months on end? Yeah. And that's that's yeah. the whole point of it. 
is is to get that attention Meh. and be talked about and your core audience is there with you and well, there we they go. look at and they look at everybody who's trying to tear you down and and they become even more fervent like oh I'm going to protect you this this is our girl how dare you attack her you know and it builds a very very loyal strong audience so I think she's brilliant. Well, I think I know what I'm doing on the stream for Extra Life. A little Mai Sai? Yeah. yeah. So you, have to, you have to dress up in a Beetlejuice <laughs> outfit, and then uh, I'll, get, I'll bring the foam finger. We're going to get right. nasty. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. That's right, folks. They went back to VGEVO. Sigma Omega so, is relevant again. Sigma Omega, and there are a couple people. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't forget our website at psnation.com. Uh, and don't forget our deal uh, or our, our sponsorship from audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Sign up for the free trial, and you get uh, to choose over uh, out of over 150,000 audiobooks over at Audible. And uh, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, sign up with our trial. Uh, you get to keep one of that one of them books, even if you don't stick around for the full trial, and we still get a little piece of the action. So everybody wins. Yeah, people, seriously, do it. I I, I did it twice in the past. <laughs> I don't know how I did it twice. Like I did different email once, addresses, but but they tie it to your Amazon account now. They do it now, yeah. Because uh, at first, when we started doing this, Audible was like a new thing that. Uh, Amazon bought them and, and it was brand new, but they didn't have it integrated yet. And now they integrate it. So you're kind of bummed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't like, I didn't do it on purpose. I went in and I was like, I don't remember what my account was. I don't remember. So I tried to like log in and it said, Oh, we're tied to Amazon now. And it tied into my account and it's like, Oh, you're brand new here. I'm like, I am. I am. Sure. I, am. I mean, I am. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I got another one. Nice. But it's yeah. It's, it's really cool. They have a ton of books on there. Yeah. And you don't have to stay. You sign up, you get your book and leave if you really want to. But, you know, maybe it's cool and you stay. It's Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Either way. Exactly. Uh, I think that's about it. So, oh, yeah. and don't forget, obviously, go over to psnation.com. You want to help us out, help us pay for our server, pay for everything else. The best way to do that is uh, there's a little banner on the left side that says affiliate store links. So you go over to those, and we've got all these links for like GameStop, Amazon, uh, Tiger Direct Canada, a whole bunch of different stuff. If you want to shop at any of those sites, instead of just typing like Amazon.com, go to our link and click it and bookmark it. So anytime you go to Amazon, for, for example, hit that bookmark instead, and anything you buy on the site, when you do that, we get a little piece of the action. And it doesn't change your experience whatsoever. Same prices, same look, everything, but we get a little piece of it. And that helps us pay for our servers. That's how, that helps us pay for a PS3 version of NHL so that Josh can see if there's any differences with that one and he can talk about it on the podcast. That's what that yeah. money goes towards. It helps yeah. us pay for all of our extra life expenses. Yeah. And there's plenty. So, well, Rick, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed yourself. I did. I just want to say to everybody out there, donate to Extra Life, play games, and have fun. Yeah. Put perfectly. Well, thanks for uh, putting up with us, and uh, thanks for <laughs> putting up with my stupidity and my forgetfulness and me always forgetting to get you on the show. But actually, I think it's kind of cool that we did it now because we can talk about Extra Life for this coming year, and it actually kind of worked out. I think you should make that part of it and say, look, you're going to get, you win the prize, but you don't actually get to claim it until September. <laughs> <God damn> it. 
it's like normal. As uh, long as it's before the next extra. Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe. that's the whole thing. You know what's going to happen is with the winner of this extra life. Yeah, they're going to have to share the chair with the winner of the next. Extra. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Don't make me feel bad. Well, this wouldn't have been nearly as relevant in March, right, or April, or Very whatever. True. So Very this true. is a good time. Yeah, and uh, hopefully everybody will come out. To, you know, obviously when we go to E three next year, we'll probably do a round one thing again. So hopefully everybody can come out and visit us again. Uh, Rick, we hope you can make it out again, and uh, you know, hopefully we can hang out some more. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for for the support, and uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us tonight. It was a real pleasure. And uh, I guess get out there, play some games, folks. Have a great one. Rick, last words? Um, have fun, donate to Extra Life, and play games. Attaboy, we'll end there. All See right. you later, folks. See you guys. Wait, what? End? No. <laughs> You're done. No. You're done. I, I think the podcast ended much better last week with um, with Josh's wife. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) But see, people talk reparation. All right. I could get killed for this, but I'm going to say it. It ain't even funny either. It's definitely not going to be funny to white people. (laughs) Or Latinos or Asians, or Jews, anybody. Here's what reparations should be, simple. Because, look, we are all slaves right now. Um, We work so that we can pay a debt to the bank that the government got money from, that they're borrowing not on our behalf. So we are paying someone else's debt. So we are slaves to the government, who is a slave to the bank, Okay. I think black people as reparations don't get we can't get a pocket full of money. It makes no sense. Cause niggas is just gonna <laughs> But what here's what we do. Cause here's what black people are are, are trying to do. To, to, to create wealth, like to become a wealthy people. Even though they'll be poor, there'll be some that are super wealthy. Like Oprah has a lot of money, but she ain't wealthy because it ain't from no tradition shit. She's just lucky. So that's why she's hanging on to that shit. <laughs> like she used to support Obama outwardly, but her, she did that shit and all those white women that love her said, why do you I don't like these supporting these niggas so loudly, Oprah. <laughs> So she quiet a little bit. But here's the, here's the reparations. I'm going to back up. Since federal income tax is slavery, and we are all slaves, and reparations is an apology for slavery, the, the original slavery that we're talking about, black people should be exempt from federal income tax. make sure a white boy, he didn't like that shit. He started biting his top lip. Because if you understand money, 
you shoot me in the head just for even thinking that shit. Because what that'll do, it'll cause wealth. Here to do. The people who are going to do what they were going to do with the 100000 that we would all get are still going to do that. Oh, shit! Got more money! More sneakers, nigga! <laughs> but the ones that understand money are going to take that shit and be create wealth. But it ain't going to happen. But that's my reparation idea. We all already have been slaves. Federal income tax is slavery. So I'm just saying, we're double slaves. <laughs> they let us have enough to pay for our fucking plantation hut that we live in that they always threatening to take. We're going to take your shit. Why? I've worked so hard. Why? They go through this. That's everybody. White people too. Why? 